Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Freshly Awoken Podcast number seven. Um, wow, hold on. I've got echo. Can you guys hear me echoing? Oh, no, it's fine. I had my stream up. No, it's all right. Sorry, technical difficulties. We're, we're off to a flying start, guys. Pro <laughs> stream. Oh, my gosh. G'day, everyone in chat. Um, how are we doing? How are we doing today? Um, I'm Fresh Blaze Live, joined, obviously, by my co-host, Mr. Woke. How are you doing, Woke? Very good. How are you going, Fresh? Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Nice. Very nice. Um, so our topic today is uh, media and technology, um, where we're going to be delving down into some of the issues that our society faces with those kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. But let's first off, let's uh, intro our guests. So we got a couple of repeat offenders this week, some people mm-hmm. that loved it so much last week. <laughs> they were like, uh, let's get back on it again. So uh, we've obviously got Fly here. Fly, do you want to, sorry, Fly as? Fly as. Mm. Yeah. Do you this is his three-peat as well. Three times. Oh, three-peat. Oh, my three-peat. God. Yeah. Oh, my round, yeah, three. Me too. round three. Round oh, three. Yeah. Man, everybody loved it. Dude, twin. Uh, Fly, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, I'm literally incredibly boring. Um, <laughs> I don't even stay tuned and listen for a couple of hours. <laughs> I don't even stream. I've got no socials. Um, I don't know. Good. Every single week. He's You're a welcome. good Minecraft boyfriend, apparently. Oh That's yeah, him. I'm a great Minecraft boyfriend. Uh, and he is the Minecraft boyfriend of Eagle Cat at the top. Cat, how are you going? Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> what an intro what an intro this is how everyone finds out hey um my name's Kat um yeah I, I stream sometimes uh, not at the moment because I just got a job so I'm oh, working, yeah. working hard or well, hardly working you know spending my time at work um yeah and that's, that's all I do at the moment sweet that's cool um another repeat offender uh mr i know i pointed up but sorry on the podcast flies up my discord call he's not um <laughs> this way other way this way yeah there you go <laughs> mr. Rimets, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself mate well i've recently taken out the clarinet and grown a mustache and my nose is <laughs> About four times the size it was yesterday. Also, my skin has recently turned blue, so uh, I'm just gonna do my best to hang in there. You morphed into a, you morphed into a squid, something like that. But I can play clarinet, so it's not all that. Under the ocean. Skin. Wish That's your great. best friend was SpongeBob. No, not my best friend. Oh. Maybe my worst enemy. Cheeky. And uh, also, uh, first time at tonight. Uh, it's Licky Licky. That's me. Um, so my name's Nicole in real life. Not many people actually know that. I just get called Leaky. I, um, I am a semi-professional cake maker, cookie maker. Um, I like sleeping, eating, gaming, and snacking. Nice. Oh my god! And I, I like and I stream. That is me like to a T. <laughs> oh my god! We, so we just become fun. best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. So I feel like that almost describes every single person who's a streamer on Twitch. Yeah, that's, true. that's pretty much my life. Baking, yeah. streaming, snacking, sleeping. Nice. Um, I don't Fresh, have a favorite. Fresh mm. was saying that you haven't streamed in a while. Mm. I have not streamed in a while. Uh, it's probably been about a month, probably a month and a little bit before last stream. It's a good um, Yeah, but I think that this topic is perfect 
for me to come back on and have a chat about because it kind of revolved around the reason why I had such a long break. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here and to chat about it. Yeah, looking Yay. forward to hearing about that. For yes. sure. Um, well, before we get into our conversation, um, on to the best part our, of the our, podcast. Our main topic. Uh, we've got to yeah do the best part of our podcast, which mm-hmm. is uh, been waiting for this beer review. Were we okay? I was a bit late. I was a bit late. I'm sorry. I got excited about my beer. I was getting ready to open it. It's all right. It's all right. We one day, one day, one day. the people that are are going to be famous for nailing that one yep. day. So one it day. actually would pay. It would pay yeah. to do it right. It's one of those things. It's like you do something and you're like, "Mom, I'm look," and then you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. One day, one day we'll get it for sure. But yes, beer review. So um, yeah, I think I'll just start. I'll just roll straight into it. Everybody introduce their drink. We've got, once again, a couple of non-drinkers, which is totally fine. Um, Yeah, so uh, my beer today is the Wayward Brewing Company Indian Pale Ale. And uh, it's got a little bit of a selling sales pitch down the bottom. Hoppy and well-balanced West Coast IPA. So uh, this is what it looks like. Hopefully you can... Like oh, shield it, you can kind of see it's got a nice, nice little graphic on there, nice, like a nice. bit of adventure. It also says at the top, "Beer for the adventurous spirit," which you know, oh. I am definitely adventurous. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what I mean by that. See but, those glasses, and I know you're um, adventurous. Yeah, so the, the the Wayward Brewing Company, um, their their whole range of beers, every single one has like a different graphic on it. And and when I walked into the bottle, it immediately caught my eye. And I was like, man, I, I really want to give that a go. Uh, but it's just an IPA, a West Coast IPA. So nothing uh, nothing too crazy. But uh, yeah, anyone want to put their hand up to go next? Fly's pretty excited. Let's do oh, it. Yes. Here we go. So I got the, so I was just like at the pub probably like a week ago, maybe longer. And I found this this brand for the first time. It was a Modus IPA and Modus, Modus. Pangea IPA. And I probably had 15 schooners of that beer it was fantastic so i'm super excited this is a pangea ipa oh, i'm yeah. actually pumped very nice Sweet. i've been waiting awesome. <laughs> sounds good sounds good uh licky um so i don't drink so i have kirk's lemonade Ooh. um it's the pretty fancy here look can you see yeah. it properly? I'm just yes. a yeah sorry yeah. it's because this screen is really bright so i need to like shield the bottle from it. <laughs> Um, no artificial colors or flavorings. And Woke told me there's a no sugar one, but mm. this is the one I have tonight. It's the sugar one. Kirk's is the best flavor up. anyway. You know, you don't want to go agree. that Schweppes lemonade. Ugh. Mm. No. Bah. Get out of here. Uh, Kat, what, are you, what beverage are you bringing? Tap oh, water. tap water. water. <laughs> the old New Zealand oxygen. tap water. The, 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 the suburb of Auckland tap water i don't know where it comes from all right well i'm interested to hear your tasting notes on that one and uh yvette's uh have you got a beer i i i I don't have a beer i went to the store this morning it's eight or it's nine o'clock here in the morning so he's being uh, responsible limited limited (laughs) options no i just they only had crappy beers like domestics so i decided not to get one i'm just drinking coffee right now nice that's good what uh what beans Uh, you want to get a little bit fancy (laughs) <laughs> Something that came ground and in a bag. Ooh, good. <laughs> it coffee. I think it's probably got no. caffeine in it. Well, I mean, it's drip coffee. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Very cool. I and used uh, a filter. 
I'm, I'm a little oh, bit classy. You tub, eh? Classy. Buddy. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Isn't, that, isn't that bad for the environment using filters? No. Oh, they're okay. Oh, is that reusable filter? Like a reusable yeah. one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The pods are meant to be pretty bad because they heard it here first, guys. Yeah, they're Vets. really bad. We mm. sell them oh, in our store. You should just take them all and throw them in the dumpster. Wait, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> I have to go around. I have to go around asking people if they want coffee and be like, "Do you want to wait? Do you want to do this to the environment, please?" You know, they they actually make um reusable pods too. So maybe you can just like if you're feeling really bad about it. You can just take uh, reusable pods in, and yeah. then just like take regular coffee, and you can still make it single serving. But you can you do it that way changer. without using a cheeky. pod every time. Uh, just a thought. Yeah, very yeah. cheeky, very cheeky, very environmentally friendly and uh, fresh. You got to be it. Oh yeah. Um, I actually, um, um, I don't know if it's cheating to go with the one that you've had before, but I've gone with the feral biggie juice. I walked past it today, and I was like. <sighs> I'm gonna go with that. This is this mm. is like legit, like one of my top three beers. So be prepared for a good review, guys. Be prepared. Yeah. Um, I did. I had it like a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely recommend it. One hundred percent. Awesome. Uh, fresh. Do Commun- you wanna, should we do, do the wanna... old communal crack? Oh yeah, communal. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Can't believe it. Fresh. Sorry, Fly's <laughs> been sitting there like. Oh my god. All right. Three, two, one. Go. Crack. Uh, Yes. Oh, oh no! Oh my God! Oh, Gwen! I went all over <laughs> my keyboard. Yes, it wasn't me this time. Oh no! <laughs> Is it at least waterproof? The keyboard? We'll find out. <laughs> By the end of the stream, oh, my computer will just fry itself. <sighs> yeah. Oh my God! His keys will probably sticky anyway, so at least he's. Got- <laughs> Just leaving that one alone. All right, moving on. Uh, um, yes, yeah, so you want to take us through a bit of the, um, bit of the topic? Should you introduce the topic? I thought we'd start with the question. So um, obviously the topic's media and technology. How is it like talking about it in society? We will talk a little bit about maybe censorship, about how data is used and a bit about how we can be safe online. Um, so I thought I'd start with the question. Um, we're obviously surrounded by media and tech these days, more so than any other time in history. Has this shaped our culture for the better? And how should we approach our own interactions with media? Anyone like to jump in? What do you reckon? All right, I'll throw it to Fly. Has this shaped yeah. our culture <laughs> for the better, Fly? Thank you. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah, obviously it's an addiction. At some point, you've just got to realize it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Stop barking. And I think we definitely consume too much of it, um, especially for younger adults, um, kids as well. I think, you know, they really don't understand mm-hmm. self-control and it's just, it can consume a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's like everything in moderation. It's just not, it's just not great. Yeah. Um, I think, like, yeah, no, you go. I think we're all kind of in that age range too, where like we grew up with, the like big boom of the internet and that kind of media Mm. so it's interesting to see how this new generation is doing with it now that it's already Mm. there and it's all available yeah whereas like back in the day we had dial up and like you had to wait five (laughs) minutes for a picture to load i remember that i reckon also phones are a big addition because it's it's like a constant connection Mm. all the time which is that's shaping culture too yeah however great things happen on the internet 
Minecraft boyfriends and girlfriends. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Never. I, I, I think it's definitely. I think it's definitely important to touch on um, the benefits of technology and media as well. I think. I think quite a lot of the notes that we've sort of people have put up there have been about negative kind of things, and it was definitely interesting to see. Um, see that cat actually put up quite a few notes on the positive the more positive side of technology and media you know the fact that people that don't necessarily aren't necessarily as comfortable with um in real life social connections can't find um find it a lot easier to interact with people and 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 meet friends and and develop friendships and stuff like yeah, that and, and support community around them which i definitely think is a positive thing um hmm. have you guys had any experience around that yourselves i know twitch is a Huge on that I actually kind of... started streaming because in real life, I would not walk up to somebody and start a conversation. If I didn't know that person, I'm avoiding them. I'm awkward. Um, and then I was like, like, I'm hitting my 30s, snap out of it. Like it should not be so <laughs> overwhelming and stuff. And then I realized like I have a tiny amount of friends that I'm comfortable with and stuff. And I thought perfect way to to meet people find people that are interested in the same things i am is to start streaming and um yeah i think i've done a pretty good job it's it's rolled over to like i i'm a lot more comfortable in my um normal life now just to approach anybody or to have a conversation with anybody um than i was before i started streaming mm. so now here's a question that kind of goes in that vein um have you guys noticed that, or I guess, hmm, how do I, online people have a personality and like a style that's not necessarily 100% accurate to what they are in real life. So do you find that now that you've spent time streaming and interacting with people in that way, you interact with people that way in real life? Like, like we've changed our like performance? Okay. I say or... yikes way too many times in real life. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. Yeah, right. And I mean, this is this is everybody I'm asking, not just Licky. Like, yeah, yeah. If anybody wants to weigh in on that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think that... I definitely think so. So, And this is more going into, I guess, some of the negative things as well. I That there's less of a barrier to my communication. I'm one of those people just in general that finds it um, like I don't filter my thoughts as as well as I would like to. So when I'm online, that filter is even more removed um, from what I'm saying. And I feel like that's probably leading into my real life as well, where I'm just, I'm becoming more and more someone that will just like say what I think, like straight oh, away without me. filtering it at all. Um, whereas I, I used to be that way, but now I feel like I'm more that way because of my online interactions where you feel more removed from the consequences of it. Hmm. Yeah, I, cool. I, I definitely feel like that's bleeding I, into my life. I feel like that has some positive aspects to it too, though, because mm. you like being able to speak your mind is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just no, like you were saying, no. like knowing when to and when to maybe mm. put the filter on that kind of stuff. Yes, definitely. Yeah. It's more, more about the filter, less about not saying because I was always that person that would like tell you what's up, you know, but right. um, <laughs> nowadays, sometimes I tell you what's up and what's up is that I fucking hate you, you know? <laughs> um, so, which cannot, is not always a good thing, especially when the person is standing a meter in front of you, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I definitely think that it's bled in and I'm sure that other people have 
I've found it. It I don't think it manifests itself in like huge ways. I think sometimes it can be very slight. Yeah. Yeah. Um did you do you guys do you guys find that at all or have you guys yeah, found that? Definitely. I definitely pick up mannerisms um because I feel like you're definitely more genuine. Um and mm-hmm. you, you pick up a lot of the same manner, mannerisms. Like Kat was saying, she says, you know, yeet and other things like that. <laughs> yeah, and Woke loves saying yeet. I know. You, don't know it... me. <laughs> you haven't met me in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Minecraft is real life. Um Wait. Yeah, when you remove consequence and risk from a situation, you become more genuine, but it's <clears throat> it's like you said, you it like removes it like you know, sort of distance you from any real consequences yeah mm, yeah really be negative online interactions often remove the consequence and the risk from um situations mm. which can be um really bad obviously because you have like keyboard warriors going going ham because there's no uh risk to them no one's gonna jump and punch them but um yeah. <laughs> so it can be real negative but then also like um a lot of people really struggle socially like face to face and and that's kind of um hopefully not they're not hiding hiding that by and like perpetuating it by just interacting online but i still think that um some people just feel really comfortable online and that's a and twitch is a really cool place for that to i was nervous when i started streaming because i'm a really blunt person i say it as it is i have an opinion and it's okay if your opinion isn't the same as mine and i will accept that and i won't try to drill into you why my opinion's better but i will Mm. say to you like i I think you're wrong because of these reasons or you know you're a bitch or you know Mm. You're doing this and I'm doing this back. Like I'm happy to call myself out, but it can come across as really aggressive or like people are just caught off guard by like somebody that is so blunt and honest. Um, So when I started streaming, I was like, they're not going to like me. I need to tone this shit down. But (laughs) I found myself um, just not caring as much. I was like, well, they're either going to like me or they're not. And then when people were just like, it's fine, like, just be you. I think in my real life, I was just like, okay, like, it's okay to be me. These these people online have accepted me and gone, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was a little bit more confident in, in normal life. I think that's something that quite a lot of streamers um, probably deal with, especially when they start streaming, is they kind of, like, they go into it and they think, but then they kind of, like, they, they, they don't want to give themselves over 100%, so they, they are a bit reserved. And yeah. then, and then they kind of get to most people that I've seen have got to a point where they kind of like accept the fact that like, well, it's unsustainable for me to like pretend, you know. It's hard. Um, it's when hard. I'm sharing so much. It might last a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, and and I think it actually is, and I think, I think our society would be better with more people that are more honest about what yeah. what's going on. And I think that online interaction, if it does anything it makes you be a lot more honest to what you're feeling and what you're thinking. Yeah, same. I agree. Yeah, nope. like the whole thing, like, so about internet and stuff like that. So in a town, so you imagine living, you know, in a town of, you know, 5,000 people, everyone's got similar opinions about the same subjects, that type of thing. But now if you live in a town of like 5,000 people can have different opinions about different things because they they know about other people in the world what mm. their opinions are you know that that type thing like it's 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 i don't know it's just it's just 
There's heaps of things insane. you can learn about. Yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's insane mm. how, mm. like, it's that changed in such a huge way in, like, you know, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. How yep. technology just changed like that instantly. Because mm. I remember, because, you know, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm only 20 now, so, like, I was, like, what? A youngin. I was, I was... <laughs> 10 when my neighbor my my neighbor got his first phone he was like 11 or something 11, 12 mm. he got his first you know smartphone so that's touch and you know with wi-fi access like actual wi-fi access oh. and it was like i'm like wait you know i was i was going crazy about the nintendo <laughs> for camera and filters on it <laughs> at that stage i was yeah. like wait it's got wi-fi on it <laughs> you know, I didn't know what it was. I was like going insane, and then he showed me all these like you know like videos of like funny things, and I was like, what? <laughs> what? I was like freaking out. I think I think yeah. that was probably similar to my um, first experience with the internet, or like with the the greater thing of technology, where it's like it was just funny videos at first. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. The first, the first time yeah. that like um, I remember, I remember because like, we had the internet and we were kind of using it. A but I remember we went on a family holiday over East and we were at one of my dad, we, we visited one of my dad's old work colleagues' houses just for like, he was catching up for a couple of years or something like that. And he was like, oh, this will entertain you guys. And he put us in this room. There was a TV with a hard drive connected to it or something. And it had like all these like funny videos on it. So it wasn't like online videos, but the, he downloaded the videos from online and they were all just like hilarious. And I remember from that point on, I was very much like, where can I find more videos like that? I, I just had the best time and yeah. Did, I remember the it? first time someone showed me YouTube was, do you guys remember that um, How the World Will End um, video? And maybe you're too young, but um, that was the and first time. Yeah, it was like ends of the world or something. and it had like oh different countries and stuff. And it was like, I remember being like, oh man, this is so funny. And I was like, how do you get that? And people were like, oh, this YouTube thing. I was like, oh, wow, cool. I'm going to go look that up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's so it's crazy funny. to think about YouTube before um, the recommended videos too, or it would just mm. pull you into a new one. Like you yeah. had to search for every single thing. Yeah. And it was all just silly videos. There was nothing like well-produced or anything necessarily it's just a bunch of flash stuff mm. the first simpler times yeah <laughs> I, I remember i remember the first video i watched on youtube that someone someone sent me a link of it and it was um i don't remember i don't remember the name of the guy but he was singing that uh, maria he maria ha oh yeah Maria, like that yeah. did i know that yeah and he was like well the numa numa guy yeah, new 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 that's Star, it. Star Wars kid. Anybody seen Star Wars? I remember kid? that too. <laughs> and like, oh, man. bigger guy with yeah. a broomstick, just like yeah. pretending yes. it's a double edged yeah. Apparently, <laughs> that poor dude got oh, like bullied so out, of, out of things in the yeah, real world. Um, People were like, oh, you're the Star Wars guy. Poor guy. Poor I guy. never found out that you can actually, you know, like listen to music, especially like when mm. the music all came out on YouTube. Yeah, I yeah, was like, I was so amazed at that because, you know, my dad was still, you know, <laughs> illegally bur <laughs> oh, burning <damn>. CDs. Burning <laughs> <laughs> CDs. <laughs> work in the government. If you work in the government, cover your ears. <laughs> <laughs> That was oh my god yeah for like my birthday and stuff I got CDs you know mm. for my favorite. He songs risked his I... life for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so and funny. Then, yeah, yeah that... and 
my my computer that I had in my room, so that I used for like solitaire and what's the other one? Mine. What's the Minesweeper. Yeah, stuff like that. And then when my dad, you know, installed Wi-Fi or like internet on it, I was like, what? (laughs) Crazy. I can actually like not play games. I can actually not play that. Um. What's it called? That ping pong game? The pinball game. Yes, I love that. I was so good at that. (laughs) 3D space pinballs, Arasa. That's good. I think I think that we've I think we've we've come so far from those days in such a short amount of time that Mm. I feel like I feel like having it's it's uh, I I believe that it's okay for us to cut ourselves a little bit of slack in terms of not being 100% across the board in terms of like all of the issues that we're talking about. Oh, you yeah. know, as a, as a human right. race, the amount of time we've had to deal with and come to terms with the fact that our privacy is like, like disappearing, that like we, we we're interacting with humans in a different way. Mm. Um, the fact that we haven't quite got there yet is mm. like, I feel like we can cut ourselves a little bit slack, but it doesn't yeah. mean that it's not a topic that we shouldn't be talking about and trying to come to terms with. Definitely. Right, for sure um that's that's an interesting point though like i'm we we keep talking about the speed of this but like kat you were saying your neighbor got a smartphone with wi-fi access when you were about 10 11 12 something like that i'm i'm about 10 years older than you but when i was 10 i remember when we got our first digital camera that you put floppy disks into (laughs) into a camera like it was like a 1.2 megapixel camera wow coolest thing in the world because you didn't have to have film anymore yeah 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 and and even in just that 10 years it went from this is a cool new digital camera thing like what is this to i have a smartphone that can take pictures and connect to the internet and yeah. play games and i just yeah. have to touch the screen yeah the, the yeah, speed yeah. at which it's gone up and up and up is just so it's crazy hectic. yeah yeah and yeah when you think about civilization only having been around like kind of as we know it for what three four thousand years mm-hmm. like 10 years to deal with all of that is not very much. Yeah, fun. no, it's true. For no. sure. Yeah. I still remember when, um, you know, in kindergarten, when they asked you to bring those, you know, those little black bo- little capsules that you put Oh, your yeah, film the in. film thing. Yeah, yeah. and then you just had them oh, lying yeah. around everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Random <laughs> yeah. And they just yeah. ask you to bring them in because you don't use them anymore. Yeah, now. yeah. Like, bring them in and we can make art Gosh. with it. Like, Kid guy. Like, <laughs> that was like high school. Around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I definitely think in terms of um, enjoyment of life, technology has definitely been um, like a, a net positive, you know, mm. like obviously we've got amazing quality pictures now that we can enjoy film, music, um, game, gaming and stuff like that. Like technology has boosted the enjoyment of life like by like yeah. tenfold or like a hundredfold. I don't know. Mm. I don't know the exact number, but like I, I enjoy my life with technology a lot more than I did when technology. Mm. So I live nowhere near um, any of my family and I absolutely love that I finally taught my mum how to use Facebook Messenger. So now I can video call her, even though she'll still put it to her ear or she's like, I'm just looking at her eye. Um, I mean, every now and then she gets a shot. But um, that I can video call like friends and family and stuff like that. I can keep in touch with them like that. Like there's, there's a lot of positives about that. I've had like, job interviews and stuff that are that are over Skype or doctor's appointments oh, wow. and stuff that are through Skype. So yeah, things like that I find are really beneficial. Um, yeah. yeah, there's I think there is lots of positives, but I still sit on the fence because I know that there's a lot of negatives as well. No, yeah, 100%. I think the everything... Whole... You go. 
go ahead. No, go ahead, Wick. Uh, the whole the whole the world is growing smaller thing. Obviously, that chucked that in notes is is a once again like a net positive. You know, the, I think the idea of me being able to converse instantly with someone overseas and and not just converse, but like it's like a full interaction. You know, yeah. we're not obviously like maybe we'll get there the technology in the future of like actually being able to like hug people from overseas and stuff like that through like those body suits that they're doing now where like synapsis suits or something that yeah. like um but we're not quite there yet but just the idea of lessening the gap between people of the world i think is a great idea you know it's mm. only gonna there's only positives that can come from that i think um but yeah i i once again i'm, I'm on the fence in terms of technology as a whole I think I was going to say like technology as a whole, any way you cut it kind of is it's a double-edged sword because mm -hmm. there's the good part and then there's the bad part that comes with it too. So like with being able to connect with more people, it's really awesome if you live in a small town to be able to, especially like if you have maybe some different ideas from everybody in a small town, mm -hmm. to be able to connect with other people who have different ideas. But the flip side of that is that people who have extreme and crazy ideas yeah. are able to connect with other people who have extreme and crazy ideas and the more people who have an idea the less crazy it's mm. so yes yeah. i i don't i don't want to be a downer the whole time but just one example of like yes i agree that it's a net positive i definitely agree with that um the internet and technology and everything has made everything more enjoyable but it also comes with that risk Mm -hmm. do, you, so. do you guys feel like you know there's there's two types of people there's people for change and against change right do you feel like the people that are against change you know that there's a certain generation especially that is against the change once they you know i don't want to say this but once they are gone in that way <laughs> yeah. do you feel like we're gonna move a lot faster i 100 percent agree yeah. yeah i've yeah. had this conversation with several of my friends where it's like so there's there's before computers and there's after computers yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, like, well, let's get a new time period who needs AD and PC, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> where where we me i grew up every couple of years something new was coming out something yeah. new that we had to learn and even now like technology comes out and the way that i pick it up and the way i i'm not i'm not afraid of picking up and trying new things mm. whereas like where uh, compared to like for example my dad who's like oh this remote control has too many buttons on it for the tv i don't know what to do <laughs> yeah. too afraid to like try it I mean, I mean he's not like that exactly sorry dad if you're listening um he, <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible representation here. but um like he, he he's hesitant you know and it, and it speaks to that generation as a whole i think that like not that i want to generalize but for the most part they're hesitant with change they're hesitant with new technologies and stuff like that Whereas we who have grown up every couple of years having something new thrown at us, mm. like new technology, new technology all the time, you have to keep up, otherwise you're left behind. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they bring out next. Mm, new stuff. Yeah. My yeah. mum oh, couldn't give two shits, but I'm excited mm. to see because yeah. I can see the direction that it's going. Like it's better. And my mum's like, oh, you know, I don't need anything special. But like Kat said, when they're gone, you know, <laughs> there'll be more people. That would definitely generations like... come, you know, and they're gonna be they they are going to grow up the phones that we have now. Mm. So they're gonna, you yeah. know, 
Yeah. Do yep. you think you grow up do... learning whole new electronics? Yeah. Whole but... new everything. If yeah. we're gonna be the ones about you know iPhone X10 whatever frick, if we're gonna be like oh we don't need anything else. We don't need 3D <laughs> yeah. Well, that's thing. that's yeah. the thing. So do you think we'll? I think um I think it's become a um like a your mindset becomes one who's was more willing to change like work said there we've grown up with things constantly changing so it's kind of yeah. I, I think to generalize the progressive kind of people are a lot younger than the conservative people so it kind of like bleeds into our philosophy and um politics stuff too as well yeah. so like we're I, I probably think, a little bit more willing to change i think to a certain extent though that's always been true that the the younger generations are always a little bit more progressive than the older ones mm, yeah because like once once you get into that certain age range like everybody else in your age range you know you guys are the ones in power you get things set the way you want them and yep. so then the next generation comes through and they say wait a minute we want to change this and this and this so i don't i don't know that it's necessarily going to be a matter of other people getting out of the way so to mm. speak or <laughs> being gone um yeah so much as it's just going to be the continuation <laughs> of new generations pushing it further and further and further which i'm excited to see yeah. do you think it's because of technology though like it's all very like we say like the next generation the newer generation is always like aggressive do you think that's to do with our incline in technology like slow and obviously it's like in a bit of an exponential point at the moment where it's just like going crazy but mm. do you think it's yeah that has something yeah, like quite a lot to do with the fact like obviously you've got previous generations where it was like oh women got the pill you know which is which is yep. a technological advancement you mm. know and that set us on like a completely different trajectory where obviously everybody was more progressive and more willing to be like oh women have a place in society and like that <laughs> you know do you think it's because of technology that we are i i think so i think a lot of it has to do with the ability to spread information faster um, mm. So, like, when you think about things yeah. like uh, the printing press, mm -hmm. um, that that made it so you didn't have to write every single copy of everything by hand, which meant yeah. you could make flyers and distribute them. So that was a big yeah. push. It wasn't as big as what we're seeing now, but um, now you can like the big thing in America is Trump tweets all the time, <laughs> but we can all see that as soon as he does, mm. which mm. is just insane when you think about what would have happened, even like. 30 years ago, like you mm. wouldn't have seen anything except on the TV or maybe like heard something on the radio. And I mean, even yeah, TV and radio are another good example of things that spread information faster. Nothing quite like what we're seeing now. Mm. Mm. We're definitely in like, I think the probably the biggest generational gap, um, probably mainly due to technology. Sorry, generational gap? What do you mean by that? Like as in um, the, the people of the generation above uh, so out of touch with the people below. It's all. I think it's always been a gap, but it's, I think it's the widest it's ever been now. Yeah, probably yeah, mainly think, just uh, yeah, because that's, of the speed yeah. that we've developed in the last mm. like ten yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, but I've I've definitely thought that before as well, Cat. Where I've I've like, am I going to get to an age? Am I going <laughs> to hit some age where it's like the magical age where where I'm sick of it and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to get that new phone. You know, like, or like, I don't want to. Or are you to... going to think back to like when you were younger and you're like, oh, yeah, I was pretty excited about that new, you know, thing coming out, you know, the next mm. thing coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or are you just going to, you know, keep going with that? I think I've hit the age where I've just started ignoring like the new things that are coming out because I'm like, mm. what is it this week? Or yeah. like, sometimes I'll get excited about 
you know, if there's a new console and stuff coming out, I'm like, oh, what makes it better than the last one? But I'm like, well, it's not really that much better. So I'm not going to pay an extra $300. Yeah. But then I find myself like, oh, meh. Like I, I don't care about the new phone. I'm happy to have my phone because it does everything that I need and it's three or four years old. But then when I get a new one, I'm like, oh, this is so fancy. Yeah. And I'm like, look out everything you can do. So I'm, until I'm I've got exactly it. Exactly the same like you. I think that I think that I've got to a point where I'm not I'm not necessarily ignoring the technology that's coming out. Like I'm still aware of it. It's just a lot. But it's it it got we got like oversaturated with just yeah. like new things. And I got to a point where I was like, okay, there's not enough variation in the technology that I need to focus on every minute aspect of it. So I'm going to look for and focus on the bigger changes in technology rather than yeah. being like, oh, the new phone every year that's like a that's like 10% faster than the last one. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah, I feel like yeah. it's not really keeping up with the technology that's different from, you know, our upper generation and the lower generation. It's more mm. about being overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I, I know... I know because I work in a technology store, I see a lot of elder people coming in and actually buying new technology and mm. they're fine with it. They're happy to buy it. Mm. It's just, we need to help them set it up because mm. they're so overwhelmed with everything. They're excited yeah. about it. They just don't know anything about it. Mm. Yeah, That's, right. Yeah, so they have yeah, no idea. Yeah, so we, we have tech people that help them and stuff like that. It's not, Definitely. you know, not a problem, but it's just, and then they get really excited. Like me showing an older lady how Spotify works. And she was like, I can make my own playlist. I'm like, yeah. yeah. She got really <laughs> excited about that. She got super excited about that. So it's, yeah, it's more about, you know, the new technology of overwhelming us once mm. we yeah. get older. So a lot new buttons, a lot new ways of doing things. Yeah. So. I, I, re I remember when I introduced my dad to Spotify as well, mm. and he was just blown away. He was like, yeah. wait, <laughs> I, I literally bought a CD like two weeks ago. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I've never used Spotify. I never downloaded Spotify. Damn. Everybody wow. talks about Spotify and I'm like, ooh. How do you listen music. to music? Oh, YouTube music. Oh, yeah, it's similar. I mean, it's, it's similar. similar, similar. similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely I mean, it's more, more just like the, the technological music side of things. And he was just blown away. Yeah. The, the amount of content there is. <laughs> and I think with the, like the avalanche of tech that's coming and like constantly coming, mm. um, I think you guys are right. Like it, it depends on what you're excited about. And now there's an opportunity to like pick and choose which things you want to be excited about. So you don't mm. necessarily have to keep up with everything. No. Um, and you don't have to ignore everything either, but just like, like the Spotify thing, like, or internet streaming of music in general, like the people who are coming into Cat's store, like those are people who had to sit next to a radio with a tape ready yeah. in the deck and like record <laughs> it when the song came on. Yeah. Yeah. And that oh, was the only way to make Bluetooth a mixtape. recording. Bluetooth. <laughs> You don't know. I used to sit there with a cassette tape and then cassette another tapes. cassette tape gone. Okay, and then we're yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah, and then turning it around. Yeah, yeah rewind. Yeah, side. Side. <laughs> yep. Crazy. Um, oh, get a pencil. Back, back onto your back onto your point of um, how uh, I mean we were all kind of talking about it. How we as a the younger generation we've grown up with technology and we are learning how to we've learned how to adapt to change and stuff a bit quicker. Do you think there's like a negative side effect to that? Do you think that like maybe the next generation is going to be so oversaturated with change or whatever that they're going to be 
too willing to like change is that is there is there like an, a limit to this where it becomes negative because like i would say that where we're at is is a positive compared to the last generation Can who you are like too willing like um for example uh like if something is good yeah maybe they are like well i'm open to change so i'm going to change even if it's good you know, for example, so so like the previous generation, let's 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 go with like I don't want to like offend anyone, but like gay marriage, all right, and how the last generation they grew up in like a quite often a Christian societies, and it it had like a bit of a stigma towards um, like or like anti um, homosexual sentiments and stuff like that, and they were semi because they're not used to change and they're not willing to change as much, they was resistance to that change, even mm. though it's a good thing for the people that are homosexual mm. and for society as a whole, I would say. But if, for example, you were in a situation like we are now where it's like, okay, we're, we're in a good place, but we all agree that, um, and this it's kind of like that slippery slope argument where mm. it's like, Oh, I remember when the, the gay marriage thing was going on in Australia, people were like, Oh, but the next step, if, if we say yes to this, then the next step is like, um, uh, pedophilia will become legalized. Yeah, they think it's going to open yeah. the floodgates. Yeah. Which is which is never which was like which is a stupid argument. No. But yeah. <laughs> is it is it a thing where like now now it's like we're in a good point or like where this is we're in a good point good place with like pedophilia but like when you become like more willing to accept and change would you potentially move too quickly and go actually well, let's give these pedophiles a go. <laughs> I feel like you I know feel okay, like bad example man be... like obviously everyone <laughs> I feel like people are but you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, more yeah, yeah. Open-minded, yeah. rather than you know, willing to change. Okay. But more about more open. Yeah, open-minded okay. to change rather than straight away willing to drop <laughs> yeah. everything and change. Okay. And yeah, being so connected sense. online, it almost feels like we have to reach a consensus of some sort. Like mm. we collectively, the people on the internet in order to accept that and i don't think pedophilia is ever going to be like that as a specific example yeah. might not have been the best yeah, choice but yeah, like <laughs> any, anything anything like that i think yeah. um or like bestiality was another thing that was compared to homosexuality yeah, yeah, yeah. when that was still a, a no-go um but i think that in order for something like that to be like to for there to be a threat of that becoming like publicly accepted the internet would have to collect it say, yeah, we're okay with this, and I just don't see that happening. Mm. What do you think, Fly? Um, I think new generations have always pushed the envelope, you know, obviously with what's okay and what's not. This isn't, like, something that's new. Us, you know, pushing what's acceptable as far as, like, technology goes, and this goes back to, you know, human rights was the thing 50 years ago with homosexuality mm. and race and stuff, you know? New generations are always going to push the envelope. They're going to be, they're going to have more information. They're going to be moving faster. Everything's going to be progressing, progressing faster for them. So, you know, 50 years from now, when you're 60 and you're less willing to change and less willing to learn new things, you're probably going to be acting the same way the older generation is going to be to the new generation as they yeah. push the envelope further and further and further and further. Because that's how you progress as a species and evolve as a species. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's true. No, great points. Well, I think we've covered uh, quite a lot of the positive side of technology, and I think we've 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 definitely said I think that we can all agree that technology. I mean, it's not going anywhere. 
you know, and, and I don't mm. think there's like some anti-technological revolution that's about to spring up out of nowhere. Um, do maybe we should start delving into some of the more negative sides of, uh, I guess our society yeah. being involved in media can, and technology. Can I run with something that, um, uh, Yvette's touched on a little bit before. So, um, you yeah. talked about, um, tweeting and like how this is this, um, abundance of information available. Um, and it started with things like the type press and now you've got, um, obviously like YouTube and then even like podcasts are incredible because you can like drive to work whilst you learn and like listen to someone telling you things. So, um, um, like that, that's amazing, but it also brings about, I think we have these huge divides a lot of the time in culture because, um, media, especially social media can be this like echoing amplifying chamber of ideas where, um, you just get this compounding people who just come in with the same ideas and keep going bang, bang, bang. And like you said, more and more of the same idea, you start to think that these ideas are acceptable and some can get pretty extreme, but if enough people say it, then like, it just keeps going on and on and on. So we're living in this huge divide as well, probably caused a lot by the media. I I think that um, especially there, there's, I don't like the fact that this is, I guess, one negative thing is that there's different, uh, what's the word for it? Echo chambers. There's different websites yeah. that tailor themselves to different people. Mm. And that's why I'm like kind of, and I know you mentioned this, like against deplatforming and against uh, like, terms and conditions and, and rules that would remove people from websites because mm. then what you get is you get websites that are like, Hey, we're fine with you doing that here. Mm. So the people that want to do like maybe socially not appropriate stuff, go to those um, websites and you, you end up getting these two split communities that never interact with each other because they're on completely different websites. Mm. And I really <laughs> like that, which is why I'm a hundred percent like I, I think that you should always let everybody interact as long as they don't break like uh, the law, which is if they break the law, that's completely different. But like, if they're just like, if they're just throwing out ideas, no matter how controversial much you go, that is disgusting that you think that way. I think they should be allowed to be on these websites and interact. Otherwise they end up sectioning themselves off from society, from society and, and you never see them or hear from them. And, it's divides us. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think last week I said, I disagree that, um, yeah, the similar, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to hear like what events, what, what do you think about, um, platforming? I have mixed feelings about that. Like deplatforming specifically, like that's, I don't know what that's like in other countries right now, but in America, that's a really hot button issue. Because there's so many like far right conservative people getting deplatformed on, you know, Twitter and YouTube and um, Facebook, wherever. Mm. Uh, but I think uh, I think like it's useful to have like guidelines for what is and what is not okay. And obviously, like the law can serve as a guideline. Like regardless of what's on the website, the actual law in whatever mm. country you're living in should cover most of that but yes. um the the problem i have with just like open game like you can post anything um is I, with with 4chan 4chan is now a terrible awful place it didn't start out that way um it started out as basically a precursor to reddit and mm. then it became terrible and awful because these people came out of the woodwork and I think it was mostly trolls more than anything, but like 
posting really, really inappropriate things. Like, I don't even want to talk about what they were because they were so inappropriate. So then they started banning these people, and then they would create new accounts, and then they would come back and troll some more. So now 4chan has become like a separate echo chamber like you were talking about because the creators of that made a new website called Something Awful, and they put it behind a paywall. Mm. So I think maybe... So you, are you having the terms like, and, you. I, having the terms and conditions is like it's a nice way to get around that so you can get people off the platform but with the internet people are just going to make new, new accounts. accounts anyway so i wonder if maybe the answer to that is to push things behind a paywall a little bit more often to make it a little bit harder for people who are only coming in for negative things to just keep doing that over and over mm. So I don't know. I kind of like went off on a tangent there. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like as if, so you, you, you're talking, you're thinking about like, Hey, like when you become 18, if you want to participate in the, the worldwide conversation on the internet, then you can set up an account for five a dollar a month, you know, whatever so, it is, you or, know, like, or even like just putting like $10 in, once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But like putting an account behind, like if you want to have an account, you can create as many accounts as you want, but it's going to cost you 10 bucks every single mm -hmm. time. Yep. You know? So like if you that's, get banned, so that's kind of like you're going to have to pay more money. That's actually not a yeah, bad idea. Not a bad idea. I've never heard anyone suggest that before. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'll need um, to think about it more. But, going yeah, back on the whole trolling thing, mm. the oh, word yeah. trolling came from, you know, that one year or two that the, first, the internet first came out. So like everyone let out their inner, you know, inner selves. Funny in that way. If it was bad or not, you know, that type thing. But that's where the word trolling came from, isn't it? So, like, I, think, I don't know I think, what the origin of the word troll is. I think that but... um, you, with trolling, it, it's, it's a weird one because, like, it, it started, I think, because you can't tell what people's inflections are when you're reading a message online. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, if you're, if you're interacting with someone and they're being sarcastic, you pick up that sarcasm. And you go, that guy's being sarcastic, he's being funny, or he's not, he's being serious, and he's like, oh, you're such a dickhead, you know, and he's being rude to me, you know. But online, when you're reading a message, you can't, you can't tell the difference. And so people, they would send messages and, and people would be, get, start getting offended. And then it was like, oh, this is, they were actually just being funny, you know. And, but... How do you, I think trolling is like a huge, it's a huge problem with our on to online interactions that if, if our, if we're going to get anywhere with like treating this as like a, a more serious, um, like thing that we can use for our society, then that we need to combat. We need to find a way to like figure out how we can like m get across if we're joking or not, because if you're not joking and you say, for example, Nazis were great, then, and you're not trolling about that, then it could be people were like, okay, like, hey, mate, mm. you're a bad person. The, the thoughts that you think, I need to color everything you say from now on with the fact that you actually think that Nazis are good, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and now I know not to take you seriously very much yeah. when I hear your opinion. But if he's joking about it, but you can't tell that online. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it's like kind of like that guy, the guy with the pug, you know, where he made the, the dog do the Hitler joke. Um, 
uh, do the like every time he would, I can't remember what he said. He was like, uh, Heil Hitler or whatever. And the dog would like put up his paw like that, doing the like Heil Hitler thing. And like, if that's a joke, I actually, it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of funny. But <laughs> if he was, if he's actually a Nazi, you know, or if he actually believes that, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying now. Kind of. So the problem with the problem with all in uh, the problem with all interactions, I guess, is that and someone can go back on what he's so he could go back completely on what he's saying. Oh, it's just I was just trolling, you know. Um, and so we we're not able to ever tell exactly what someone's um thinking. So you have to go through yes. that process of um reasoning out based on their past. Um, I think it's I think it's uh, if that's what probably knows it deductive reasoning or inductive reasoning, where you have to work out uh, what they. Like you have to make educated guesses based on what their past contents got, um, and how how they're inductive. delivering it. Inductive reasoning. There you go. So um, because we're never actually going to know what they say. So then you have to go through that. And if they're and if all this and if before this guy is, um, being I don't know within, um, saying that all the media is controlled by the Jews or like he's he's put put forth some anti-Semitic views before, um, then you then you kind of think oh, okay, there's probably some concern there's there. Yeah. Well, that yeah. that was what I was kind of getting at. What if there was a way? What if there was a way to be like, I'm joking or I'm not joking, before well, you did the post? You know, before he did the kind of joke. Doing that. People <laughs> have kind of started doing that with like a backslash s for sarcasm. Yeah. Right. Right. But okay. but even then, like you have to you have to make that as clear as you possibly can, which mm. seems like a weird way to interact with people. Yeah. Um, but. But you were talking a little bit about the difference between interacting with people in person as opposed to online. Yeah. And I think the, the anonymity aspect of it is an interesting one, but also the ability to go back to those conversations or go back to like five years ago on your Twitter or go back and find a video of someone in a drama class on YouTube um, from like 10 years ago. So I, I think it's interesting that with technology going the way it has and with so much interaction between people not face-to-face, -face, almost all of it is recorded. So you can go back and check any of it. And it's it's so so damning for some people sometimes because they mm -hmm. said one thing and maybe they were joking and it was actually just taken out of context, but I've got a video of this person saying, I like Nazis. Mm. Like somebody can just clip that, what I just said, and then mm. all of a sudden it's like Nazis. And it just, it's, it's interesting how it changes interactions knowing that it's recorded and could go back to, or it could yeah. be gone back to. What were you going to say, Kat? Uh, um, uh, uh, well, um, I'm just going back to uh, about Law's message. He said that over text you have to watch what you say a little bit more because people get offended easily. Um, going back to that, over text you can delete and delete and delete over and over before you send something to someone. Yeah, you can edit mm. yourself. Mm. When you talk to someone in person, you look at them, you look into their eyes, and you you know you you have that connection between someone. And you know your brain sometimes doesn't think straight away, so you say something, but you can't take that back. You can't edit that thing. Mm. So yeah. like that whole thing has another like. It's a whole nother thing where it's like people say something online and then they say, oh, I didn't mean it like that because it could come across differently than it would in real life. Mm. 
yeah so that's that's another i've thing. seen situations where there's been like actors and stuff like that that have you know five ten years ago i've written something online everybody laughed and thought it was hilarious whether it was a gay joke or something like that and people have laughed that it was hilarious and you know now that they're famous and you know the internet has helped so many i'm just taking gays as an example yes um, yeah connect and you know form their groups and stuff they can bombard him now with all this negativity and look what you said and look what you did and this is impacting me now oh my gosh and you're a horrible person even though over that 10 years they've changed their mind they've regretted that or they've mm. already explained it the fact that it's still out there they can't take it back and the fact that there's now these huge groups and they're just growing in masses um you know they can they can target that person now and Bring it to the media. You you see it on the news, even though it was ten years ago that it was said. It they mm. make it relevant now, and as if that person is still the same person. Like I'm not the same person I was five years ago on no, Facebook memories. That comes oh, up, and I'm like, <laughs> what the shit? Why did I even write that? Or I'm embarrassed yeah, no by it. But that's what I mean. Like they can destroy somebody's career now. So I I sort of think about a lot more what I post or what I'm going to say, thinking like. You know, is this mm. going to be okay in a few years' time when I read this in my memories when it pops up? I think as I think as well though, it's it's their ability to react to it as well. Like if if you're yeah. getting lynched on Twitter because of something you said ten years ago, yeah, and you you don't agree with that thing that you said ten years ago, come out yeah. and say that. Come out say and apologize. Yeah. Come yeah. out and distance mm -hmm. yourself mm. from your thoughts. Because yeah. like, uh, man, I'm sure I'm sure there are things out there, or like I've said to people before that I've things that I regret or things that. I Absolutely. now have come to the realization of that's the whole idea of human progress. That's yeah. the whole idea of being able to progress in as a human yeah. race. If if you don't give people a second chance, yeah, then like, I said things not, five years anywhere. ago that I definitely do not agree with now, or I'm a lot more open minded about it now because of the internet. I have more knowledge about it. I have more information, mm. and I can make up my mind. And I'm not sitting behind a TV just more looking educated. at. Yeah, looking at one person telling me, you know, this is bad or this is good. Mm -hmm. I get to make that opinion for myself. Yeah. Now, one thing that comes with, like, people bringing things up that have happened in past conversations or happened online previously, something else to consider now is deep fakes, like the videos where people are doing voiceovers and, like, they can make it look like somebody is saying something even though they're not. <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see oh where that God, goes too, yes. because whole, those are like, getting really good. <laughs> uh, when, yeah, I, the, when, when I don't know about the Trump one specifically. Trump. <laughs> yeah, they're getting scary good. Oh, deepfakes. yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, yeah, it's crazy. The one that I like, oh, wait, yeah, comes to mind for me That's is the right. one that I think it was like Jordan Peele did a voiceover as Obama and said like a oh, bunch of terrible yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it it looks like it's Obama. It sounds like it's Obama. It's Man. not. It's totally fake. But if you, especially if you're someone who's already predisposed to not yeah. like the person yeah. that they're deep faking, yeah. then you're not even necessarily going to question it. Hmm. So, you know what's you know, know what's actually you know what's actually scary is the thought process deepfakes. behind yeah. Well, I mean deepfakes. <laughs> But the thought process behind this this technology and this this ability to do this is hitting the mainstream now. You know, like I'm seeing it in my Twitter yeah. feed. You know, funny videos. I'm seeing comedy channels making videos with it. 
you know, where they've got like two people with deep fake faces on, like having a conversation with each other that's just like really offensive or something like that. And it's kind of funny. But like, um, what's scary is that quite often technology comes from like military spending. You quite a lot of the time, especially in the last, mm -hmm. well, like maybe not right now, but like in the last like 30, 40 years, how long has this technology been around for the people that are on the like knife's edge of the cutting, like the cutting edge of technology? You know what I mean? And, and, and how, how do we tell if a video that I saw online six or seven years ago wasn't a deep fake, like wasn't the early stages of deep, deep fake technology? You know, that's yeah, what like weeds me out when I, yeah, conspiracies. <laughs> I mean, not conspiracies because like I don't have any specific, no. but it, it, it's no. definitely crossed my mind before where I'm like, I saw it and I was like, oh my God, like that is Obama. In, mm -hmm. When I see that and I hear that, I think that is Obama. So in, if this technology was around in someone nefarious's hands five years ago, how would I be able to tell that it wasn't Obama when I watched some dumb YouTube video and was like, oh, he said something bad or oh, he said something really good, you know, like, oh man, it terrifies me. <sighs> I guess if it gives anybody any peace of mind, one of the nice things about the internet though is that there are people on both sides, there are people who are who have good intentions and people who have bad intentions. So mm. if something like that comes up, usually someone on the internet will point it out and say, I don't know about this, but you got to catch it before it gets too much steam is the issue now because everything yeah. takes off within a day or two no, or 100%. even hours. Yeah. So and, it's and, just... and you've got, you've got the fact that like, and not even if it just gets caught up and goes viral, but like, what if someone sees that who's not got their finger on the pulse of what's going on in technology these days has never heard of deep fakes because I know there's probably people out there that have never heard of deep fakes. You know, when you go to like, I don't know, like, I don't want to stereotype, but like the middle of Australia where they, they don't, they're not like, they're not got everybody around them always feeding them information and always inputting technology to them and like talking about the latest trends and stuff like that, where it's like pretty, pretty chill. And they, they're not, they're not right there on the cutting edge and that maybe they've never heard about deep fakes and then someone somehow shows them some video of i don't know obama saying death to the jews you know like that could happen you know and then they go this guy is the worst my mom would believe that well not like just believe that but she'd be like oh it was his voice i seen it yeah. i seen it. <laughs> his voice and his face as well yeah. and his face and like yeah like if we can't if we get to the point where we can't trust our senses then mm -hmm. like man we're like we're fucked. That's like, that's like the whole thing with the like fake deaths. Yeah, where it's like, deaths. oh, this person yeah, yeah, yeah. died, and it's mm, like, my... yeah, yeah. I think video become less credible as deep fake becomes more, mm. um, more prominent, accessible, and better. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. accessible mm. as at the moment. I could probably download it in the next like hour if we're looking mm. for it. It's insane. I think it's like, you know, ignoring Obama, even in like small cases, especially for like criminal cases. <laughs> so with a little bit of substantial evidence and a video a deep fake video you could definitely convict someone i think that's scary to think about yeah and so um... oh go ahead i'm sorry i didn't interrupt so i was just going to mention the same sentence there's other things like um pacemakers are becoming more wireless hmm. and i think it was just last year where they had the first death over the internet because someone from a different country hacked someone's pacemaker what? and just went what? stopped it yeah, yeah. That's insane. But things like that is like you know more it becomes more accessible everything's wireless everything's you know, you can connect everything yeah. yeah i feel like it if i had scary, something in my heart like causing it to work i wouldn't like trust it to like any like <laughs> tech that could be like yeah 
wirelessly. Yeah, but you probably wouldn't feel like that. You'd just be like a control and you hand it to someone else. Someone True. What they're doing. That's True. Mm -hmm. I've seen a, a pacemaker malfunction once. This uh -huh. poor old man had... He drove himself to the hospital and he's like, I have a pacemaker, it's playing up. And then oh, yeah. he just went stiff and face planted the ground. And then oh, he's wow. like, I'm okay. And then I was just there like, holy shit. And they like <laughs> rushed out and helped him. But like, like if somebody Imagine had, if that had happened with the car that, too. like, yeah. holy heck, oh, yeah. it would be scary. All right. Um, and then you touch flies on uh, criminal stuff and hmm. like prosecution and whatnot. And, uh, I wondered if you guys might want to touch on facial recognition. Sure. Because yeah. that's does that, does that's that a thing. Does that line up with like the government accessing everything and shit like that? Mm -hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I think we're kind yeah, of wandering I, I into agree. that territory. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like now, there are there's a whole big immigration thing going on in the U.S. right now. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, mm. but uh, one of the things that's an issue right now is that. Um, I believe it's Amazon developed some facial recognition software that's being used by our immigration officers right now, even though several of the other like Alphabet, like Google, and then um, Facebook and like the other big tech companies have said, this technology is not ready to use yet. Don't <laughs> use it because it's not accurate. Yeah. It's already being used. So right. people are being incorrectly identified Yeah. because we've got this technology that's supposed to identify people. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's it's one of those interesting things. And then, like, technology bias, like, with fa facial recognition, it works better for white people than it does for black people. <laughs> or just people of color in general, because the people who designed it were white people for the most part. <laughs> oh, gosh. That makes sense. <laughs> so, I mean, the the bias that exists there is, like, it's, it's a real potential threat. Yeah, definitely. That's active. Yeah, I think it's a potential threat if you're using it for something, like, important. You know, like, for example, getting convictions. But if you're using right. it to, like, unlock your phone, I don't think there's really a massive risk there. Depends whose phone it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, yeah, like, I mean, the, yeah. the thing with that now right. is, like, an officer, if they pull you over, they can take, if you hand them your phone for whatever reason, or if they take it, confiscate it, they can unlock it by just holding it up to your face. Mm. So, I mean, there's, mm -hmm. it's, there's a net positive, I think, still. But I think that's one of those things where we're kind of on the on True. the border of we're not sure if it's necessarily going to be a good thing in the long run. On the border. I, no this, pun this is the skeptic in me coming out. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, I the immigration problems in America seem a lot worse than, than just that. Mm. But um, <laughs> Well, it, yeah, but <laughs> anything that makes it worse is not something that I'm going to support. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, Would you be okay with it being used if it was completely functional, though? So, you know, successful. Would you be okay with them using it? It's another moral. I would problem. have to give that. I would have to give that some thought. If it's um, owned yeah. by Amazon, that always seems like there's a bit of conflict of interest. Oh, or something absolutely. like that. Yeah. It's um yeah. privatized. As we're, just always seems as we're like. streaming on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like that, it's it's one of those. I, things I love Amazon really guys too. because all of our all yeah. of our technology is. <laughs> Technic, like all of our, especially software technology that we use and, and our web and stuff, so much of it is privatized that it's it's terrifying. And and I, I definitely, I chucked in my notes rather late as Fresh Bosch pointed out. Um, mm -hmm. The whole like terms and conditions thing and like what you're signing away with when you agree to use this technology, you know, and how nobody reads them. <laughs> no, 
like or like there are <laughs> there, there, there definitely are people that read but very few do. people read them <laughs> do you read them events like all of them i do <laughs> i'm the person that just agrees and has no yeah. i'm like hurry wow. up i agree I mean, like yeah, huge props because you sh- you should read them. Read. Mm. I never read, read them, everything though, yeah. before you sign it. I mean, I read my, a contract, my, but like a big thing. My different. problem is, my problem with it is, is that whenever I have I have read them, I always read through the entire. I always read through the entire thing. And I disagree with like ninety percent of what I just read. <laughs> and then you but, do it anyway. But I really want to use this program and I use it anyway. And so that, that, that gets me to the point where That's I'm like, funny. oh, okay. Well, I mean. I'm going to disagree Sign with it anyway. Yep. What's the point of me reading it? Because I know I'm going to disagree with it. So I might as well yeah. just fucking use the technology. Yeah. I just because... like to know, because like with the, the face app thing that came up recently, I don't know mm. if that was a thing in Australia, but like mm. uh, nice. big thing on Facebook for like, I don't know, almost a month was face app, which would show you what you look like like Old younger or older yeah. or uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And um, in the TOS, it, it said that the by uploading an image of yourself, that image becomes the property of the company who created Facebook. Forever. Yeah. So and that's, that's pretty standard. Well, and it's it's a Russian company, so with the U.S. and Russia right not now, those that's Russians. not not ideal. Um, <laughs> but I think that kind of goes toward the the metadata thing that Kat was kind of bringing up um, with the government mm. being able to collect all of this information about it. So that's that's why I read two S. Mm. But I I also still just like click through sometimes if I disagree because I want to do the thing that I want to do. But it's good to know. It's good mm. to know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, talking about um uh <laughs> these things being private and having TOS though, um isn't that so? Um, when we're talking a little bit about um people being deplatformed, um because these are private corporations. And they have their own set of values and, and TOS. Um, that's what allows them to deplatform people. The only way to stop that, mm-hmm. I guess, in a free market would be for the government to legislate that you have to platform the ideas of every single person. So th- I think that would be the alternative, I guess. I think that there would have to be some kind of public entity for that to happen instead of having everything be privatized. privatized. Yeah. yeah. Public social media. Happening. Yeah, no, me either. Social media companies have gotten too big and have too much sway now. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they're too useful for the government, honestly. They don't want to get rid of them. Mm. I guess they always sway to the majority in, in a in a free market. They're always going to... The biggest ones are going to be trying to generate revenue by pleasing the masses. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they want the most people on their website. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you, don't, you don't think that we've gotten to a point where it's like they've gone too far like like facebook and twitter and stuff are too big to be like part of that market anymore really i think that facebook and twitter and google and amazon are kind of like the new oil companies so Mm, like the the reason that we have antitrust law in the united states is because of the the big oil companies who had a monopoly or actually really just the one that had a huge monopoly and was able to charge whatever they wanted and then it became a cartel and they <laughs> just did price fixing and that i mean it's still continuing today but we broke it up a little bit we at least did something to slow them down a little bit so they couldn't just mm. run rampant and mm. we still haven't really done that with any tech but that's a conversation that's kind of happening right now like whether or not we need, need to adjust our antitrust law to account for tech 
because right now it doesn't really cover what they're doing. It's like they're they're coloring inside the lines, but just barely. Mm. So it's it's interesting to wonder and think: is, is it at the point where we have to do something because these companies are too big and they have too much control? I guess there's precedent with like I mean most utilities and that are heavily government regulated. I well they are here. I don't know about the U.S. They are here too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not not internet, but like gas, yeah. water, electric, that kind of stuff. Is do you it, think it, ISPs should be because they're they're also like I could see uh, a, a government ISP. I mean, they kind of are here, although okay. some of those those uh, regulations have been lifted in recent years. Um, but like ISPs up until a couple of years ago were legally not allowed to sell their data, like their customers' data, <laughs> and then that recently got lifted, so now they can. But there was regulation. Huh. Uh, it's just not as as strong or um, specific as it is with utilities of other natures, I think. And I think part of that comes back to like earlier in the conversation, we were talking about, we're kind of dealing with this in the past 10 internet, maybe 20 years mm. where like people have actually been using it like on mass. So I think it's just a matter of catching up with it. Yeah. Cause it's kind of gotten away from us. I know that, um, I know that ISPs, they, it was like a thing where it was like, they used to, cause like they always collected metadata. Like they always had all the metadata mm -hmm. on us and stuff like that. On our, on our uses of their system and whatever. But then it, it used to be that like, uh, the policemen had to go to the courts, especially in Australia to prove why they wanted, um, uh, why they thought that that information would help them get a conviction or something like that and pr prove prove why it was going to be a bad thing and why they thought that they should get their hands on it before. And the courts would be like, yes, that's okay. You can go and get the metadata. These days, it's like the government, like in Australia, the government has laws in place to allow them to have access to that information, hmm. which is just, I think, a terrifying thing because, because it yeah. becomes not necessarily a thought process of like, oh, um, we're going to use this just for criminal cases or whatever, or if you're doing something wrong, maybe we'll get in touch or whatever. It becomes, we're going to use it for whatever purpose we want it. Like we want, yeah. you know, and what are those purposes? You know, I don't think that the government has necessarily always our best interests at heart. Mm. And um, yeah, that, that's what terrifies me the most about that whole situation is that like the fact that they've got all this information. The problem is, is that, and it, it, like, especially when the laws in Australia were passing, I saw, I have a couple of friends that like got their finger on the pulse of this kind of like privacy stuff. And I heard it from them. I didn't hear it from anyone else. Whenever I mentioned it to someone, they were always like, oh, I've not heard about that. Mm. Like th as much as we are in this situation, this age where we've got so much access to like free and a uh, free flowing and quick uh, information. Um, we don't, the information doesn't always get out which yeah. is which is weird that's a weird thought to me you know yeah absolutely um i think the most terrifying thing for me especially when it comes to the government is like i don't i don't know if it's necessarily as true in australia but like in the u.s we have a lot of people who have been in congress for a long time yeah. and they're old and they didn't yeah. grow up with technology and they don't have any idea what anybody's talking about like asking how facebook makes money that's what you brought Mike Zuckerberg, oh. Mark, Mark, Mike. But that's yeah, what you brought so Mark Zuckerberg bad. to Congress to ask him. How do you make <laughs> money with Facebook? 
That's yeah, so if funny. You're that out of touch. How, yeah, yeah. How do you expect to have any kind of effective totally. anything from the government involvement whatsoever? So that was that, hilarious. That's what scares me the most. Is just we run ads, no. Senator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Yes, totally. Which is also really funny because they were they were there to like um, work out if they were keeping so much personal information to then target ads, and then they didn't understand that they run ads to make money. Like I was like, what? How do you not? What are you even here for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the same as TV oh. channels I've been watching for sixty years. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and uh, like I don't want to move away from this point because we all agree that like uh, we've kind of touched on already the fact that like old people are old, you know, and they don't they don't have their <laughs> finger on the pulse. But um, with with meta metadata, do you guys think we should be trying to get to a place where we are where our metadata and and the information that we give out should be protected or should be personalized like it should be our private property or, or mm-hmm. do you think it's it's totally fine where we're at where it's like yeah it's the trade-off you know or or do you think that yeah do you think it's like ah, it's a trade-off of using this technology that we allow them to have all this information about us or i do you wish think it we was be... more private mm-hmm. um but at the same time i accept that it's not because I'm like, uh, you know, I wanted that app or I wanted, I signed up for this, but like I get random text messages and stuff from numbers. I have no idea how they got my number or my email and stuff like mm. that. I've, I haven't made contact with them, but because I've signed up for something else previously, I'm like, they've got it from somewhere else. I'll just block them or I'm like, whatever. Like I'll just skip past it. I wish it wasn't like that. I wish it was kept more private, mm. but I, I accept that it's not when I'm when I'm you know downloading the apps or I'm emailing certain stuff like that. I know that they're storing my information, and I'm like, eh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like at the end, yeah. what, what what do we have a say in these type of things? Like, so, how many people does it take to you know be like stop this? You know, and mm. why would it be for that exactly? If we're all already living with it, you know, yeah. like in a perfect world, obviously we all want our privacy in a perfect yeah. world, but that's not so going to happen. That's why that's why I'm an advocate for like legislating these kind of things. All right. Mm. So like when people talk about deplatforming and all that kind of stuff, I'm more for the fact, more for the idea that the government says, okay, online interactions have become such a commonplace thing in our society that we need to start treating them like they are just our society and 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 legislating them like they are and creating laws around them and all that kind of stuff so that you don't have for example twitter or like the company the private company that is twitter um being the ones that are responsible for policing our like um political conversation you know what i mean like it should be the government or it should be our, our elected officials that do that not definitely not some private company so I'm I'm all for legislation around this area because we, we we've got to a point where it's like it's like if you well, I've got a couple of mates that choose that they're, they're like no like I am not okay with com- private companies having this information on me and so they just don't participate because that's all you cannot do when you read read the terms and conditions you go I'm not comfortable with that therefore I disagree which means you don't get that technology. Mm. And which means they, that a couple of them, they only use very obscure communication things. And if I want to communicate with them, I either have to call them over the phone 
or mm-hmm. I have to be using that same very obscure, not very many people on it communication thing. Yeah. And I, I have one of my mates, I remember when um, WhatsApp first came out and he was like, you know what, actually what WhatsApp is very like privacy focused um, and um, they're, 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 um, they're, what's it called? Like encrypted like messages and stuff like that. Uh, he was like, you should get WhatsApp. And then WhatsApp got bought by, what was it, Facebook? Yeah, you know, and he like yeah. deactivated his account immediately, but he was super angry because yeah. when they bought him, they also bought all the information. So he yeah. already made an account and he, they got that information. Yeah. That, and he was super angry about that because he was, and, and that's what happens. Like you can never, even though it's a private company that might be going like, Hey, um, we, we value your privacy. They can just up and sell. And yeah. then. And once they've sold, like Facebook, all of a sudden owns Their all of your data. Are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and which is why I'm I'm 100 there for legislating the the internet and and yeah. being like this is a space that is has become a part of the conversation. It's become a part of everyday interaction, and it's a guaranteed right of every citizen to be able to interact online in a certain way in certain places. You know. Yeah. Rather yeah. than it being up to private com- uh, private companies. Yeah. yeah, but at the end of the day, it's a private company. It's hard to just, you know, yonk it up because it is. It's owned by someone. It's just. It's the same as any other mm. business for a lot of people, and that's a really dangerous line to draw on the sand. Because as much as you feel like you know it'll be good, it probably will be good, but again, that's just going to cross into a bunch of other fields and a bunch of different. Mm. Yeah, but I, I, as much as, and I, I've thought through it. I've, I've thought through the fact that, like, you know, what is this a precedent I want to set? But that I think that the negatives of not setting that precedent when it comes to our online interactions and guaranteeing that, especially heading into the future and what I see is our future online, I think it's a terrifying thought. I think it's a terrifying thought that there's private corporations that are going to be like in control of the internet, which is where we're heading, in a big way. I mean, we're already there. Mm. Well, and as far as a precedent being set by that, I think it's already kind of been, uh, we were talking a little bit about utility and that's one way, um, that like there are these companies that, you know, set up this electric grid and they paid for it. Um, Mm. and some of it, some of it was subsidized by the government in like certain areas and what, but only after it was regulated. So it, it, yes, it is somebody's company and it's hard to just like yoink that from them. Mm. Um, but at the same time, if if we do start building legislation around this kind of stuff, uh, that also opens the door for the government to become involved and try and make things better. And I don't know, necessarily know that they will succeed, but uh, when it comes to things like utilities, they have. Um, when it comes to things like... Uh, you know, roads and things like that. Like the government does do some good stuff and they do make some things better. There's just a lot of alternative ways that it could go that are not as pleasant. Mm. Yeah. You were all sound like communist man. <laughs> Central. <laughs> Centralized social media. Take the means. <laughs> yeah. Fair um, enough. I'm, I'm, I'm interested not to change the topic, but uh, I'm interested in dedicating an entire year to be- uh, An entire flies. year to being what? Sorry, cut out. Flies, yeah, liked out flies, thoughts and notes. He wrote, and oh, the only thing he wrote an was entire dedicating year to an murder. entire year to bitch about murder. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to, uh, delve, do you want to delve into that a little bit? I think Just it's a fair I've enough been, point. I've been missing your voice. It jumps back to um, what you were saying about 
um, like political conversation, how it can be so skewed on mm. media platforms that are very privatized because he's got an absolute monopoly on media in Australia. And the way he influences elections is insane. And like, there's a severe lack of information that is like given to the Australian people or a severe lack of, I don't know, it just feels insincere um, because it's realistically controlled by one person. And it's, so for example, um, going into the election between Labour and Liberals, take a punt at how many negative stories there were about Labour versus Liberals. Take a guess. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> it's one to 14. So there's 14 oh, wow. for every one story written that's negative. And this is in everything. Wow. For that's one insane. story that's written negatively about Labour, there's 14. I mean, other way around, about Liberals. liberals. There's 14 against Labour. And that's because you've got an entire, you know, media that is owned by one man. And even like the left networks here are just useless. <laughs> it's like 7 p.m. project supposed to be like our, yeah, yeah, left. you know, the face of the left. And then I think I was watching like a, a piece with Sean, who was the, what at the time was the, you know, Labour representative. Yeah. yeah he was, he was going for the prime minister seat and he, and he got on there and they're, you know, that's like he's realistically the only way he's ever going to get in, like information out to people properly. And mm. he sits down with them and he has to spend five minutes trying to defend the way he eats a sausage roll. <laughs> like standard it hurt. Standard. It really hurt me. And that was like, honestly, the entire Australia. segment. Yeah. Like two days before, like you have to start voting and I can, uh. there's like no information and that's all the time we have for bill shorten thanks for explaining about sausage roll <laughs> yeah and it's like it's like other things like being like you know right now our economy is the worst place it's ever been but you're not going to hear about it mm. yeah yeah like, I, I was looking at that the other day um yeah. we have accumulated like eight times the amount of i don't know this is very off topic but we've accumulated like eight times the amount of debt since the global financial crisis and we're in very good economic conditions i I don't understand. And yeah, then I was talking to someone and they were like, well, if we had labor in, it'd be more debt. And I was like, well, I, I guess, but we'll never know that. Like, How could it be more debt? <laughs> How could it be any worse? That's like yeah. other things like Julia Gillard. Um, you thought she was horrible, but you know, at the time you wouldn't have known that she was the, Australia was you know, the best economically run country in the planet. Yeah, during you that. You won during by a long way. Every single financial outlet would label yeah. us as the best run country on the planet, but no one would hear about it. What you hear about is how the carbon tax is going to ruin the planet. But in reality, I think that there is something to be said for the fact that economics is not. Right Hold now. on, you're cutting out. You can't. Economics is oh. not. Oh. Economics is not necessarily about what is going on right at this minute. There's definitely things that help right at mm. this minute, but like quite a lot, quite often, like economics and like how how the Australian economy is doing is as a product of what's been being done for the last like five or six years. You know, mm. and that, that's where we come into, and we touched on this, we've touched on this a bit across a couple of podcasts, how it's like the fact that we only have, what, like three-year terms, mm. you know, when, when really you, you can't see mm. the results of that in the results of what they're doing necessarily within three years. That's true. Yeah. Well, we've had a liberal government for a I mean, while. And a yeah, that's true. Row, as well. So we're, we're just seeing that now, actually, um, in the US, like we our economy is, it's not necessarily on a downturn, but it's on, a, on the edge. It's teetering, especially with um, Trump talking to China the way he is about trade and all that stuff. But um, for the past 
two years or so, two and a half years that he's been in office, we've, I mean, we've been doing okay, mm. but it's as a result of what was happening in the previous presidency. So it's, it's interesting how that gets pulled into politics because like the people who are in power get to claim responsibility for the things that are happening right now, <laughs> but yeah. they're not necessarily the ones who are responsible for it. Like what was saying. Yeah. Funny how it works. And then anything bad that like, yeah, but it was the last governments. <laughs> yeah. But then, and, but then you've got like the whole fact of like, maybe it is, maybe when you really get down into the facts of it, that is what's happening, but that's not going to stop 50% of the people in the world saying, no, that's not what I don't care if you've got right. the numbers, he's yeah. the devil, you know, mm -hmm. he's the worst. He's the reason right. for our problems. And, and, it, and it really bugs me that people dismiss facts and there's not more really clearly laid out facts and how people manipulate the truth. Like, like, can't we agree that that's a bad thing? Can't, like, I just don't understand. Even if you're like a person that is, oh my God, I'm liberal through and through, right? Surely you can understand when someone gives you pure facts that like, okay, I've been presented with these facts. Therefore, I need to consider that in my opinion. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. You know, the, the idea of being so stubborn in your views mm. for me it's just like so foreign. I don't understand it. I don't understand why people would do it. Mm. Confirmation bias is a real thing. Yeah, and totally. I think that I think that people in our generation are becoming aware of it and become more resilient to it mm. and becoming more open and able to have conversations like this. But for like especially for older people who are getting on the internet, getting on social media, seeing all this stuff, whether it's mm. real or not, like they yeah, they don't necessarily it. have the tools to figure out and equip whether it's real it, yeah. or not. Mm. Like mm. we were talking about deep fake and um, I don't yeah, remember yeah, who yeah, was saying, yeah. like if my yeah, mom saw that, she would just believe it. Oh, lucky, yeah. So I'm, yeah. I think that's part of it because it fits into the framework that you've already set up for your belief system. And if you, if you find out something in that framework is wrong, well, then the whole thing just comes. Mm. And that's what mm. people are scared of. And I think that's why people are less less open to this kind of conversation sometimes mm. yeah interesting um, um i think we're gonna don't want to cut anyone off if anyone has anything to add but i think we're gonna pause for a little bit of a break um sure yeah um yep. we will pick back up in right a minute in three minutes right a minute. in three minutes there three minutes go. let's do it all right, all right. see you soon <laughs>
All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, while we're on our short pee break, which everyone turned off their cameras for, which makes me think you're peeing right there. I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> I'm not, I'm what? what are you talking right about? Right oh. I do it because I've seen cat's camera. Right there. And I'm like, uh, I'll just turn mine off. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Well, anyway, when me and Ryan came back from switching off their cameras so they could pee right there on, on camera, um, I was asking Licky, um, she had an interesting scenario recently in terms of online safety and personal security, I guess you'd say. Um, so obviously yeah, Licky's definitely. a streamer and um, yeah. so she's a bit more out there, I guess, than most people. But yeah, what was that experience, Licky? What happened there? Um, So I've been streaming for a fair while and I've met all types weird wonderful crazy funny people um and and several of them i've sort of got to bond with um i've played games with or they've become regulars like in my stream and that um and i was friends with uh a guy that i'd met through twitch and we sort of started playing games like he would come on to stream and we'd play games and stuff together Mm. um and everything was fine everything normal um, and then a few things that he started saying to me sort of triggered me to just go, there's something a little off, like my womanly senses kicked in and I was like, Some, <laughs> something's up with this guy. Um, and it was just things like, you know, I'd say, oh, that's my personal opinion. And he'd say, you don't get to have an opinion because you don't know the facts. on." It. And oh. I was like, uh, all right. So I sort of, I distanced myself from him, but he did not take it nicely at all um and that was actually six months ago oh wow i'd I'd stopped communicating with him i sort of so if i ended up um blocking him because i found him popping up everywhere so (laughs) on my facebook uh in my streams and stuff like that he would make other accounts um and sort of it, it calmed down after six months and then recently he popped back up and I was trying to keep the peace and be like, it's fine. Like, I'm happy to happy to play a game with you if there's other people in the party and stuff like that. Um, and straight off the bat, he was just aggressive and at me. And he basically just said like that I had led him to believe that um, eventually I would want to be more than just friends with him. I said, there's no way that I led him on in and I was flicking through my mind being like, what did I do or what did I say um, for him to feel that way? Um, and he gave me certain scenarios and like, wrong. Like I said to him, you know, I use the game sometimes to escape a shitty day mm. and he turned it around. And he said, you only play the game. I'm playing the game with you. Oh, <laughs> like he was, he was like infusing himself into these situations. Mm. Um, mm. So I ended up, he's like, I'm sorry, I don't know where my head's at. Please block me. And I was like, no worries. <laughs> and I blocked and I yeah. blocked him. So um, I blocked him from Xbox Live. And then he made another account and popped back up on Xbox Live. Oh my so goodness. I blocked it. And he made another one. So I actually reached out to um, Xbox Live, which is Microsoft. Yeah. Um, and they actually talked me through the process of being able to block somebody that was harassing. Me. So I don't, I don't know if we've really touched on that subject tonight. As in, no, you know, yeah. how do you stop somebody from harassing you online when it just is full on? Mm, yeah. um, 
Microsoft were absolutely awesome with me. They actually blocked his console from contacting my console by using wow. our usernames. Oh, so cool. they've taken his username. So it doesn't matter if he makes a million accounts now. Yeah, yeah. He cannot reach me through Xbox Live. So that yep. was fun. That was great. But the next day he popped up in my Discord <laughs> and he was blocked. And then he popped back up again and he was, but my mods were straight onto it, which was great. And at this stage he was pissed because mm. he, he was wasn't blocked. making contact with me. Oh, yeah. Um. How, can I ask, how up. did you know that all the different accounts were him? Was he like, did he tell you? It was, it was his name, but like <laughs> one, two, three. Oh my his goodness. Oh, <laughs> That's wow. so dumb. Like, he's not even trying to be someone else. Gosh, yeah, okay. There was, there was okay. one time that he'd wrote something else and then he's like, oh, you want to block me, bitch? And I'm just like, well, I know who you are. I haven't blocked <laughs> anybody else in the last 48 hours. Gosh, um, man. Okay, and yeah. then he sort of, he popped up on my Facebook and I was like, fuck. So I ended up making the decision to remove Facebook completely. But in that time of me making that decision, he had contacted family and friends of mine to say, oh, wow. you know, I'm a compulsive liar. I'm a manipulator. Oh. I am, I've, wow. I've made up stories about those just over the top. Um, so I started to get a little bit concerned there. Yeah. And then, um, once I'd done that, he ended up finding my email, email constantly. Um, and then Microsoft again had um, walked me through the process to actually block his email address from like, I, I guess he could send them, but they were never reaching me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was fine. But then he found my phone number, which I have no idea how he even found. No idea at all. Uh, um, it's a private number. So he found my phone number wow. and actually sent me a screenshot of my location that he got what? off Snapchat. That's hectic. That's actually so scary. So I, I was like, hold up, like Snapchat? Like how does that even have my location? So I didn't actually even realize that Snapchat has a little map that shows me where all of my friends and family <laughs> are, exactly mm. where they are with a wow. little like... um exactly like, what street what house exactly. wow. yeah yeah so i was like oh fuck like i that's when i went on like hiatus i deleted facebook snapchat twitter i like deactivated everything and what i found odd when i'd done this was um they would ask me several times if i wanted to deactivate or delete and i said yeah like delete or deactivate whichever one um and then they would send me reminders that there's actually a 14, 14 day cooldown period that if I change my mind, I can go back and nothing will be lost. Oh, so yeah, constantly, yeah. say every like three or four days, like, are you sure you want to delete it? Or, you know, you've got five <laughs> days left before everything's gone. <laughs> the we social media sites attached. have serious attachment issues. I tried to delete they something do. once and they're like, yes. are you sure? You have to go through like 50. Are you like, I, I don't think you want to delete your MySpace, man. And Try I was like, I want to delete my damn Instagram. MySpace. You have to go with like, <laughs> a weird settings page that yeah. could completely different website to yeah. like deactivate it all. So totally. I finally like wiped it all and there was no, like he hadn't made content for days, which was fantastic. But by this time, my anxiety levels were high. He had my address. He had my phone number, even though I'd like blocked him. And so I was just like, what is he going to do? He is pissed. Um, 
then he sent started sending messages to Chomp, which I think you know Fresh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Wait, what's Chomp? He's another um, so dude. Chomp is a gamer guy that I've I've known him for about three years. Oh, I've played dude. with him yeah. like a yeah. lot. Yep. So um, he started sending messages through to him to pass on. He sent messages to my friends and family. And at this stage, I was like, how do I get rid of him? Like, I was freaking out. Um, And then I called the police and asked them what to do. And the first gentleman that I spoke with was, this is, I hope I don't offend anybody. It was completely useless. (laughs) Useless. Oh, well, you want to put yourself out there. You want to sit behind a camera. You want to talk to these people. And I'm like... Yes, yes, I did. And now I don't want to. And now you need to help. Well, you <laughs> made the decision to do this. Man, what um, a dumbass. That sucks. Yeah, it was wow. it was yeah, a rough to the max. <laughs> it was a rough conversation because he's the law. Wow. And this guy's harassing the absolute shit out of me and I want it to stop. And he's like, Well, you did this to yourself, love. Oh my goodness. Oh, that is that's so, actually yeah, it was, so um, surprisingly bad. Sorry. Excuse my that was at, I think it was twelve o'clock at night and I'm sitting there going how do I get rid of this <laughs> random ass person? Um, I tried everything that I possibly could and, and police are obviously my last resort. Mm. Um, and when they're saying to you, well, it's your fault, love. Like you woke <laughs> up for this. And I'm like, no, I didn't open myself up for harassment or to be lied about or to be yelled at or like terrorized. Wow. Um, so I just thought like, I thought, well, mm. there's nothing more that I can do. There's nothing more. And then I started Googling, like, is it illegal to harass somebody? Is it illegal, you know, to constantly contact somebody or go above and beyond to... Um, to reach them. To find yeah. private information. Mm. Yeah, like, I don't know yeah. how he got, you know, my mm. email or or my phone number. He's found them some way, which, you know. Um, and then uh, I remember that, actually, I have a friend that is... a and I asked him and I said the first guy was completely useless like what are, what are my options he said you need to go directly to the courthouse and speak to a chamber of magistrates so I'd done that and they were absolutely lovely um, they said it's actually serious and it is illegal to harass somebody online or find any ways or means like I said to this guy I've been in contact with the police and he said I want an apology for that hmm. and and then that was my last words. And I'm thinking, fuck off, like, go away. Like, that should be, that should be enough to be like, Ugh, she's, she's getting the police. Yeah. Um, and it all ended up going through, um, through the courthouse, which was fantastic. So he's now not allowed to make any contact. As soon as he does, then he's in breach of, uh, it's like an AVO, but, Mm. Um, it's a, it's slightly different. Mm. Um, but I also found out that the laws in New South Wales are totally different to the law in Queensland because it actually lives in Queensland. So that was my little like, oh, not going to catch a flight down here. Mm. Um, you know, who would waste their money on that? But the laws are so different in Queensland than they are in New South Wales. So because he lives in Queensland, it's kind of okay that he does that because the law, there's no law to say that he can't. Whereas yeah. in New South Wales, it's it's a big no no. So I took I took a lot of time off trying to like I don't know cool this situation down and like figure out like where did I go wrong? What did I do to put myself out there that much to constantly be terrorized for 
I think it was two and a half weeks straight. It was, uh. it was a lot like the things that were said, um, constantly finding me. But what triggered me was the Snapchat of my location. Mm, no, and that made me yeah. go, what That's other apps have I got on my phone that yeah. show my location or my email or my phone number or just anything. So now I literally have like no apps. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> I just come back to Snapchat I've... because I figured out how to turn off my location and stuff. Yeah. Um, Fair but enough. yeah, it, the process I had to go through um, was just ridiculous. And I don't think any teenagers or even young adults would know how to block somebody or deactivate somebody or who to even reach out to or contact and say, mm. this is happening. Yeah. How can I make this person stop? Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad that like, I was freaked out and I'm in my thirties. I was freaked the fuck out real bad. And other people were saying to me like, this is, this is serious. This is really serious. You need to call the police or call somebody. When the first guy didn't help me, I was like, he no, just it. gets to do it. He gets yeah. to do it and he gets away with Man, it. And that's I just like it. the height of victim blaming. Like, I'm really surprised yeah. that that happened. To like, oh, yeah, for this policeman yeah. to like prescribe all agency to you and just be like, yeah, yeah well, you know, you were streaming, so you deserve it. Like, that's that, actually I said, oh, ridiculous. I stream and that's how I found me. And what is that? And I had <laughs> explained it to him and he said, well, why are you on there? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's actually, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. And so I'm trying to explain to this police officer. But at the same time, I'm like frantic going, you know, help me or tell him to stop or give him a warning or let him know the repercussions if he continues because I don't know what they are and he basically just said there is none and you you've caused it you're the one to blame and I was like no oh, man did you get yeah, a I don't name know if you have or, yeah I would report him yeah yeah, sure. yeah, yeah so so uh the guy that I'm actually friends with who is a police officer he was in hospital at the time that's why I didn't first place <laughs> fair enough um but i said to him i spoke to this officer blah, blah blah and he basically just said yeah he's like he's an old school cop and he speaks out his ass and i was like okay well he was clearly not not useful um mm. so yeah but i i do have his name and stuff magistrate was fully aware of um the information that i was given to start with and he said it wouldn't matter even if you did bring this person into your life he said the things that he is saying and doing because i had to take all the screenshots and the messages and the back and forth. I took all that with me and he said, it's just above and beyond and it's not normal for somebody to want to reach out that much just because you've blocked them. So oh, it, it's it's the scariest side of streaming and gaming because I, I made the assumption like, this guy's cool. He's hmm. a cool guy. I get along with him fine. And then when, it's, when I started to get the like, hey, hold up, that's when I noticed like more and more things and was like, I'm out, I'm, I'm bailing. And then six months later, this mm. is the fallback from it. Yeah. I, I don't even think it's it's just a streaming entertaining thing. I think that's a thing for everybody to take mm, note yeah. of, of how, how easy yeah. it can be if someone means you harm. Because yeah. like it wouldn't it wouldn't even take like uh, like someone online or someone that you didn't really know to, yeah. to to do this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like the fact that 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 one companies can collect this information and have your yeah. location at pretty much all times, which is a thing that with our smartphones is like normal these days. Yeah. We just kind mm. of come to accept the fact that companies know where we are at all times. <laughs> it's like yeah. one of those trade offs, you know. Um, yeah. That that Snap Maps, which I've yeah. heard about before, I and um, I don't really use Snapchat, but like 
It's terrifying. The fact that anybody that I'm... to me, I was like, yeah. no way. It had <laughs> yeah. my town, my street, my yep. house yep. number. Wow. And I'm like, that's that, so scary. That well, little picture and... there that I'm looking at, that is me in my lounge room right now. <laughs> and he has sent that to me. And like, even on Facebook, I wasn't friends with him on Facebook. Um, but he had messaged me pre like months and months ago. And then he said to me, why aren't you answering me? And I, I'd seen it and then was like, Ugh! and <laughs> left it. And then he messaged me back and said, um, I've seen that you've seen my message. Why aren't you replying? I'm like, oh, fuck. And was like, how do I get out of this? It's like, you were active four minutes ago. Like, oh, just little information like that. Mm. I never picked up on or thought anything about it until it was being used against me in a bad way mm. and 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 that kind of like it speaks to me like uh, when people when people are what they say to me oh like i want to keep things private or i want to like have a persona online or like that it makes me more willing to be like yeah man go for go for your life yeah because because that kind of stuff this kind of stuff can happen you yeah. know i i remember yeah. i dropped into one girl's um twitch chat at one point and and i knew someone that knew her in real life and her friend had been like, oh, you're streaming. That's cool. Um, why don't you check out this girl who streams? Um, she's a friend of mine. I've watched her a couple of times. She's really cool. So I popped into her chat and she was like, and I was like, oh, I actually got recommended you by a common friend of ours. And she was like, oh, who is it? And I was like, oh, look, I don't really want to say because I don't know your your stance on like privacy and all that kind of stuff. She was like, yeah. oh, it doesn't matter. Just say it. And I was like, okay, like I, maybe I'll DM it to you, you know, because like I don't want to put a name of like one of your good friends in your like chat because you yeah. never know who's in this chat. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like yeah. you really online is like one of those things you just, you never know. You never know. Even Well, I even... took this guy in and was like, he's a nice guy. I have a joke with him, mm. but he's nice. And, you know, it was, it was strictly like playing games. That's literally all it was. Um, he was friends with like some of my other friends. Um, and then some of them have started saying to me, he's gone weird. And I'm like, oh, I don't really know him that well. Like I just play a game with him um, until a few things triggered me off. And I was like, run away. And I couldn't, I couldn't escape him for like six months on. It was just, it was rough. It was mm. really rough. And like I said, if you're a teenager and somebody's harassing you, you've got no idea how to go into like certain mm. settings on certain apps. Oh yeah. To block somebody or deactivate your own account or totally. you know who to report that to. There's like I can report something to Facebook and they're like, nah, we've let it slide because it doesn't hold enough evidence against this person or whatever. Ooh. Um like teenagers and stuff like that, they so just let it slide. They let it go because they have no idea. Licky, would you have any recommendations for how you think because I'm sure you probably put thought into this, how could you have kept yourself more safe? Because oh I know my that God, pe so pe many ways. But like, I know that, I know that, and, I'm, and I know that, like, I've seen a little bit in the a bit of an issue with uh, women it's in like general, where it's more. like, if it, it, there's like a, like, people are getting, people get raped and killed or whatever like that, or women do. And police are like, well, do the best you can to keep you safe. Keep yourself yeah. safe. Don't walk through parks at night, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And then there's yeah. the other side of the debate where women are like, well, we shouldn't have to do these things. Don't rape and kill us. So, and I'm not I trying mean, to, I'm not trying to say, kill us. No, yeah, exactly. but, but I'm, definitely... I'm not trying to say, don't like, you have to go out of your way to protect yourself, but yeah. like, how you do you think? Definitely be cautious. Yeah. Being cautious is though. a good thing, right? 
Yeah, of so, course. So of how course. could you have been more cautious or like what kind of things would you recommend that someone who was starting this kind of thing could do? Do you have any ideas? On I that? think Facebook is really good for the fact if you just have people that you know, people that you know, like I can have, I've got, I don't know, maybe 180 friend requests in there. Mm-hmm. No idea who they are. They've, I've got mutual friends with them and stuff. No idea who they are and I'm not adding them. So I don't really care about them. No offense. So Facebook is is okay like that, like if you restrict it yourself. But I think, um, you know, if you get a nice guy that pops up and he's like, hey, want to meet for coffee? A lot of women would be like, yeah, sure, why not? And then that's sort of letting the guard down. I think it just comes down to being aware of your surroundings as well. It's not just online. Like you go for coffee, go don't go to the house for coffee, like go out <laughs> for coffee. Mm. So I think it's putting yourself into a certain situation um, off the bat, sort of getting to know somebody first. I think that all of the apps and stuff that are out there, like I had no idea about Snapchat maps, none. And I'd been using it for so freaking long. Make sure that all that stuff is turned off. Like I went through all of my apps and was like, okay, what's got my email showing or my address showing or my phone number Mm. Um, just to check that. You know, if it's showing, get it off there. Um, I think my biggest thing would be that if somebody is harassing or terrorizing, won't leave you alone just in general or is following you and stuff like that, tell somebody else. Because the last thing you want is to think you've you've got it handled, you've got it covered, they'll just go away and then God forbid something happen. I think it's speaking up about it is going to be your safest bet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and especially like you've brought up teenagers a couple of times. Like I hope that anybody Mm. who finds themselves in a situation like that, especially if they're younger, that's something to take to your parents for Mm. sure. If you can, if you can have that kind of conversation with your parents, like if you guys have a good relationship, I know everybody's got a different situation, but hopefully you've got someone older that you can go and talk to. Mm. And then, you know, if you need to get the police involved, then at least you I mean tell a teacher just, if a teacher doesn't yeah, know te- you know a lot of them won't they're going to sit down and they're going to figure out how to help your situation they're not just going to go I don't know you're to blame we actually but have a um we have like an e safety dude come out like every 6 months to a year um to our school so probably tw- twice a year and um talk about um how to be safe like um in terms of gps stuff and location stuff and then he also talks about like because like sexting is huge now talks about when you yeah. when you share this information um but, well he talks to one like to guys who, who receive pictures of underage girls who are their age it's still child pornography and then um mm. to like if girls are sending this it's it's like it like this always happens it just ends up um somewhere online and it's like it's yeah. there forever um, once you send well, it it's out of your control that's true mm. for guys sending it too that's still, yeah totally that's definitely not, not and it, and it comes pics. back all the time you know yeah you can't, you can't be ke- too careful about who you send dick pics to it's true woke, <laughs> i woke won't stop sending me dick pics man no man <laughs> fresh fresh is my biggest fiend I, I <laughs> i've been putting them all over the place <laughs> one day i'll just like, be like sending all the links from every right angle. Now. one from every angle <laughs> every angle every morning yeah i don't know why i'm joking about this um, one from every angle <laughs> why is that funny proudly joke? too <laughs> get, a, get another dimension dude <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think... every little crackle dude. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> you do a time lapse version of. Wait, what? Are you cut out? A time lapse. A time lapse. <laughs> a time lapse, like a. <laughs> oh, a panorama. <laughs> Slowly pan around. Wow, I'm so sorry. Oh for my gosh! That. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I think no more. I think no more. We can just chuck something in there real quick. Um, I think a good takeaway from this whole this thing that Ricky shared is just be aware that anything that you do online, like, and I think Woke mentioned mm -hmm. this too. Somebody else could be seeing it, and you don't necessarily anticipate that. Anything right. you send over the yeah. internet, on a phone, whatever, if, if you're doing things with things that are connected to the internet, you are exposed in some way, shape, or form, or at least you're risking it. Yep. So yeah. just being aware of that is a great starting place. I actually screenshot my conversations with him the day that I was having them. Mm. Um, and the next day he had gone through and had, like with Discord, deleted his side of the messages so that it was just mm -hmm. mine um, and then tried to say, like, oh, she made this part up, and I'm like, Here no. Yeah. Like, yeah, I screenshot it. it. But yeah. he, yeah, he he was under the impression he deleted it, it was gone, and I'm like, well, no, I was a little smarter than you, so. Mm. That's like that's like the whole thing with like editing things or like fake tweets, because yeah. people can literally just edit those things in mm. because mm. they can yeah. write the messages themselves and just you know Photoshop it in easy as. Yeah, totally. And yeah. So, just... how can man? It's such a hard one because like it's so hard to like combat that though. You know, like like for example, if you hadn't have screenshot those things. Yeah. You know, and he was to be like, look, she messaged me like 20 times without me replying. It's my, like, it's my you know, word against his. Yeah, yeah, it's your word against his. Yeah. And and I've yeah. seen so many times online where it's like, oh, here's the proof. Mm. Look at these messages. You that know? happens often yeah. with streamers. How How's that one that we were looking at the other day work? Yeah, with like we were looking um, me and Fresh and a couple of the guys were looking at one where it was like, um, this girl had like asked this guy basically to like donate her heaps of money. And and the the proof of the whole thing was in the messages that he had posted, all mm. right. And it, but like you know, it calls in. It always calls that. It calls that into question. You know, if you can't trust that kind of information, then is there any way to prove one side or the other? Mm. Totally. You know, it's it's a yeah, it's a hard it's a hard uh, fight to win when you know if there if there's no evidence, he said, mm. she said. Mm. Um, yeah. And I I didn't tell anybody straight off the bat because I was like. Nobody was going to care that this guy's just being a weirdo to me. Mm. Like nobody's really going to care, are they? Um, they probably didn't, even when I did tell them. But I thought my only option is, why do you tell people what's happening, show people what is happening, and say like, because he's telling me it's in my head. I'm the one that's caused this, and I'm like, am I? So getting that second opinion, third opinion, fourth opinion, and they're like, this guy is whack. whack. Yeah. You need to you need to sort some shit out. I was like, mm, yeah, like my instincts were right, but I started to doubt myself. So, I mean, there's no way to fully protect yourself on the internet, really, if you're putting this out there with all of these social medias. But opening up about it or talking to somebody about it or saying like this is what is happening, I think opens it up for conversation and for them people to go, well, that's not right. Block him mm. this way, or we'll we'll ask this person how to block them, or you know what to do from here so i think the conversation is more important, really important. Yeah, can you imagine how many um, young girls would go yeah. like 
to that like the first thing they would do is go to that policeman who you did and they would mm. say and he and he and then he put all the blame back on them and they'd be like oh crap oh man i actually this yeah, is man. my thing yeah. so many girls would like well and guys probably too would get really like, ashamed about that and then i was like really? yeah really and then i'm like wait no 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 like it's really good that you were able to do that that has no clue like <laughs> what is happening you've just asked me what is streaming and why do i do it and what does that even mean and what why yeah. and i'm like you're not up to date with anything and then i started to google like is it illegal and it's coming up yes like there's yeah. certain laws that they've got in place now um i think it's called revenge porn is a new a new yeah, yeah. law come out as yeah. well that's one the dude always um, talks about yeah, yeah. i can mean, imagine it's a good thing to have. I mean, don't get me yeah, wrong. Definitely. Stop sending your dick pics, woke. They could end up on the <laughs> internet. That's but true. You and then fresh threatens to like. That was yeah. a joke, everyone. Just to just to clarify. When we have a disagreement on a podcast, I'm, not, I'm, not I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post them everywhere, guys. <laughs> See now, fresh is gonna go to jail with threatening revenge porn. Like there, there are laws the out there. Oh no. <laughs> My career is over before me, it's begun. <laughs> <laughs> that just means your career will but, boost up, woke, and you're going to be jail. Yeah, but so, like, um, imagine, especially if it's a young girl, especially who's um, particularly um, insecure about putting herself out there online and also yeah. would be quite nervous to tell her parents, crap, I've been doing this stuff and this has happened. Oh, so yeah, no, I'll go no. to the There's police no and they'll be confidential. Um, yeah. And then this policeman tells them all this stuff. Like that is the one of the worst situations I could possibly think of. I, I'm so surprised a, that there that is happened. a hotline. There's a hotline. Yeah. Um. So if in Google, if you search like um, what did I search? I don't know. It was something along. How do I stop somebody harassing me online? There's actually mm -hmm. a phone number was the first thing that came up, oh. and it's um a legal team that deals with it that are also um they're in with like uh, local law enforcement and stuff like that. They have their own little what now mm, for yeah. the internet it's the e not these squad, yeah. old timers yeah, so yeah. Call, call that number like the number 100%. is useful yeah absolutely That's cool. and like and and this just kind of reiterates my point me being i'm okay with our government starting to legislate our interactions online you know like there should be laws around this kind of stuff that's yeah, material oh, that's easier because it's material you know it's materialistic it's something that's like uh, like it's something that's there and something that's happening. It's harder with yeah. ideas, yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, no, yeah, well, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, so very interesting. Um, mm. and I think definitely something that we need to take to heart and definitely be aware of. Mm, all about who we are interacting with and and what information we're sharing and. Yeah, just because uh, they're friendly doesn't mean that they're normal. Mm. Especially <laughs> online, like you, just because I seem normal. I could be I'm anybody that I want to be know. online, maybe in real life, and I'm different. So, yeah, absolutely. There's some yeah. freaks out there. 100. Def. Def. Um, I know that uh, it's getting on, and I know that events wanted to talk about the great hack. Mm. Now, I don't, yeah. I don't know anything about this. So, um, educate me, please. Yeah, please. Yeah. All right. So, the great hack is a documentary that's on now. Should I also say before we get into it, if anyone needs to dip at any time, that's fine. We've been going for like two hours. Um, we'll keep going as long as people are ready to talk. But if you need to go, yep. you got to go. That's Did fine. Did person fall asleep? Or... <laughs> <laughs> if you fall asleep on camera, that's even better. We'll, uh, we'll I'm pretty sure that's there. how you get like 2,000 views, right? Exactly. Quality content. Fall asleep on camera. E-girl sleeping on camera. Fall asleep on camera. 
like in team Here you go, falls team asleep. Is, like you're not allowed to stream sleeping. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're we're here. It's we're okay. Talking. We're talking. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. <laughs> That's right. You go to sleep. You get us the views, cat. Yep. Carol <laughs> <laughs> falls falls asleep on live podcast. Oh, that is the title. Sorry, Avetsia. What, what were you saying? You're, you're good. <laughs> um so it's a documentary about uh the political manipulation that happened in 2016 and then also a little bit how it's happened in previous situations and since then. um so cambridge analytica is a company that is responsible for um scraping a lot of facebook data or i think actually buying data from facebook huh. uh and collecting all this and getting all these data points and figuring out these algorithms to figure out how to use that to influence people and how they're going to vote so hmm. um it's the documentary itself is it's about two hours long it's not something that's going to make you feel good about the end, <laughs> but it's really good information to have because it explains a little bit more about how they use that data to influence people and yeah. how few people they need to influence in order to make like in order to sway elections. So like, if yeah. you think about it, um, most elections are not landslide victories, right? There's like maybe a 5% margin between yeah. who got this much and who got this much. Uh, so they figured out that all they have to do is figure out how to sway the undecided people to whatever side they're working for essentially so in in the united states it was uh the republicans um they they pumped out a whole bunch of fake content onto social media platforms uh they they did a lot of phishing attacks with apps and things so like hmm. your mom goes and clicks on this cool thing because it's gonna tell her what her birthstone means or some some stupid stuff like that um now now they have not only your they also have everyone on your mom's friends list mm, wow. all of that data is now accessible to them too so by spear phishing and picking out these certain people who are vulnerable they're able to gather information on people who think they are protected so i wonder if that might be how some of licky's information got into the hands of that person who's harassing her. Um, I'm really, I'm really caught. Cool. Like I don't click on spammy ads. I don't open weird emails. I don't click birthstone things, <laughs> stuff like that. But I've, I feel like I have clicked on something that has stored that information for that well, but, for somebody to find. But the thing is, you don't even have to. Is what I'm saying is mm -hmm. like if you are connected with other people. Um, especially on social media yeah um the way it's set up they're able to collect information on you because you're friends with I'm someone on their friends list right i get you that's that's so, creepy so extent to which that mm. happens is something to be aware of yeah. and that's why i say like anything you do on the internet someone could find someone could watch so just be aware of it. Yeah. um but the the part that scares me about it most is the fact that there's not really any way that's been figured out to stop it yet. Hmm. Um, so there are these companies who are aggregating all this data and using it. And that's, that's just one company. I'm sure there are others. Um, but that's, that's one that got caught. And they just closed up shop. And they just hmm. disappeared. And no one's seeing any repercussions for that. Like, 
the government here is still kind of trying to figure out what happened, but there's also some resistance from some people at the government to try and figure out what happened. So I I don't I didn't rewatch it last night like I meant to, so I really go into super great detail or anything, but I definitely think it's it's one of those things that will have awareness of what data is being collected and not only that, but what it's actually being used for. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's not just exclusive cases where like a stalker gets your info and takes it and does something terrible with it. It it's on a much larger scale of Yeah. So yeah. it's it's yeah, just something to keep your after, finger on after having you explain it, I think I've definitely I've definitely heard of the podcast and heard several conversations about people who have seen it and and conversing about it. It's definitely uh it's definitely terrifying. It's a terrifying thought the that information that people can the information that people can glean from my like everyday online activities and when i hit accept on some dumb facebook game um which i remember back in the day i hit so many of them i did like a purge a few years ago where i went back through and i was like like i don't know if you guys remember um what was that farm farmville farmville yeah farmville you know and like and they that when you when you go and it's like oh this is a facebook app do you want to it'll have access to these things or it'll have access to your friends list it'll have access to like all these kind of things and and you just go like yeah like i want to play the game yeah when you're a kid but then when you're an adult or like a little bit later in life you go like oh my god i can't believe i said yes to all of this stuff you know like deactivate 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 um yeah, and I definitely think it pays to definitely purge some of those things every now and then because you know, you know the, the app of the moment. You know, like that 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 face app, for example. I'm I'm sure like there's so many apps that have causes. Like for example, um, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go had like the reason that Niantic, the company behind that, got like um, got an amazing like was worth so much money was because that they had so much data from so many people across the world in terms mm-hmm. of their location, in terms of access to their phone, all that kind of stuff. So, but well, like and for that, you get after like they the, use your camera for it too. Yeah, exactly. They use your camera. So they have access to your camera. They have access to your microphone. They have access to so many things because of that app. And that's why they were worth so much. That company became worth so much money is because they had all this information and all this data they were collecting from so many people's phones. Um, but after the initial six month period where that was a fad and people were enjoying it, those apps, 90% of those apps are still installed on those people's phones, Yeah, you know, and that, that, that company is still collecting, even though you're not using, you know, unless you're like really savvy on making sure that it's not. Um, and, and like having a purge every now and then is definitely something that I do like, yeah, like once every few months or whatever, where I'm like, well, I don't use that app anymore, you know, mm. because you can always re-download it later. But that doesn't mean you need to have it active on your phone. You know, some mm-hmm. face app that you got one time because at a party someone said it was funny to like see what you look like when you're old. Doesn't mean you need to have that app on your phone for all time. You know, enjoy it for the party and then delete it when you get home. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, I really want to watch this documentary now. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. I, it's really technologies, it's as much really as it's, I think we can all agree that as much as it's a, it's a great thing and I love it, doing uh, it also terrifies me because i'm just so out of control of it mm. Mm. i actually seen uh i think it was last night or the night before i i signed up for a uh it's like a software online it's called mailchimp it's to help my business 
Um, but mm -hmm. when I signed up with it, I actually noticed that it said, did I just want to sign in with my Facebook? And when I was like, yeah, it saves mm -hmm. me from out all the details. Signed in with Facebook and then it said um, that it won't post to my wall or um, post to my friend's wall, but will, it was like, um, uh, I don't know, it wanted to take that information from my Facebook. And then I was like, Ugh! so I, I, I mm -hmm. didn't go that way. I went back and then was like, I'll just give you my email and my name and we'll just sign in that way. But before I even realized, um, yeah, it had, it had, it would have had access to my friends list and all that. Like, that's what it was telling me. Yeah. You don't want to just push. Okay. Cause it what sweet little sentence. And I was like, man, oh no. Nah. Yeah, and I, yeah. Out. I um, I've 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 had an app before where it was like it was like um, sign in with Facebook, and I was like, I don't really want to sign in with Facebook, and 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 there was no option to sign in with something <laughs> that wasn't like an account. Wow. So so you have I had to, to well, you can't I, have I, it. I, I was like, okay, no, I don't want to sign in with Facebook. Uh, what are my other options? Oh, sign in with Google. No, I don't want to give you my yeah, Google, it's the like same my thing. Business yeah. account. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, like I don't want to give you that. I don't want to give you that. You know. It was all things where it was like, sign in and give us your information on these sites. And I was like, can I not just create an account with you? You know, yeah. why did, why did, and, and I think that's something that's happening more and more is that like everything's connected, you know, you're using your Facebook to log into yeah. everything for your, mm. everybody wants that information because Facebook, they want a slice of Facebook's pie. Or, or uh, I Googled well, um, cat collars and then uh, I mean, an hour later I had a cat collars and cat trackers popping up on my Facebook ads. And I'm like, it wasn't on Facebook when I looked at it. I was on yeah, Google yeah. and now it's just, yeah. I can't escape yeah. cat calls. Mm. <laughs> well, just a quick, that, quick, that's, oh. you go. Quick what? Quick oh, tangent. Uh, just quick, wait, wait, <laughs> just actually quick tangent. Has anybody <laughs> been, get, been getting like a at ads? Uh, where it's like a cat with like a black cover over its face. Dude, I, I posted that on Twitter. Is that where you're getting that from? Oh, wait, what? No, yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen it everywhere. I tweeted that. Yeah, and I was like, no wish. I will not buy your cat torture device. Um, because yeah, yeah it's like a cat wait, with like a, like a like like an S&M for a cat. I was like, what is this? Yeah, like so weird. This weird okay. gimp cat Fair, device. Uh, big tangent though, big tangent. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, events okay. you were talking. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say um, something to be aware of too is like, uh, a lot of us are, are gamers and mm -hmm. we play stuff on PC. Anytime that you are logged in to Facebook, anytime that you're logged into Twitter, it doesn't matter if you have an active browser window, window open. Anything that you do in that browser is still being tracked. Wow. So that's why that's with, like, with your Facebook, when um, like that random stuff that you were Googling popped up on Facebook, that's why that happens set up to scrape that data uh the same thing is true like if you I, i've switched over to firefox yeah um entirely now because they are more privacy centered uh it's it's started as like a an open source kind of thing so like everybody was just working on it together and then it's it's become a company but they're still very privacy oriented yeah if you if you use google chrome which most people if you have uh, an android phone are using Chrome all the time. Mm -hmm. um, if you use that, then any anything that you do is being tracked by Google. That's so no, yeah. it's it's not, we were talking a little bit about how so many things are connected. Um, so like I can go to my work computer, I can come home and I can uh, be on my computer here or on my Xbox and all of those can have linked YouTube accounts. Yeah. Well, Google yeah. owns YouTube. Mm -hmm. yeah. So 
if I do that, everything. then everything I do online, everything I do online is being tracked by Google mm. because I'm signed yep. in. Yep. So it's that's just another one of those awareness. Like if you're okay with it, that's fine. Mm. But it's yeah. not something that Google is really telling. It's not something that Facebook. Yeah, they're not they're not putting it as clear as they can in front of your face and saying, "Hey, by the way, you're linking this." You know, or or you're not going somewhere and being like, "Hey, just so you know, like you can't go to some website and be like, oh, just so you know, you've got three Apple TVs, all of the data on your phone, all of the data on your Apple TVs, all of the data on your computer. Google has it all. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like because you've logged into accounts on your computer, logged, in, you know, and 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 they need to do a lot more. As much as they say they're doing a lot more, they're trying to do the best they can. They're not doing enough at making it clear how much information they have. And this is this is why I'm like a massive advocate, advocate for open source things, which um, Yvette's just mentioned, is because you can see, you can see all of the like codes and stuff and people go in depth. There's people online that read open source programs and go, well, this is what it's doing just so that like the, the, the masses can understand it. You know, yeah. you don't need to know like heaps of technical jargon. But the, the difference between that and like a private corporation like Facebook and like... Um, like Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, is that their code is private. So you don't know what their program is doing when you put it on your phone unless they specifically tell you, which they don't. They they make it as difficult as possible for you to know that you're sharing all of your information with them. Not long ago, it was, uh, I think it was about maybe six months ago, I told Fresh as well. I just bought a new computer. They told me I had this um, security software already in it, rah, rah, rah. And um, I ended up getting like my Facebook, uh, eBay, Gumtree hacked and somebody had put oh, a car yeah. for sale and people were buying the car and sending them money, which it was not coming to me, but it was on my account. They all $16,000 from my bank account that my bank ended up having to, or they got back or they, I don't know, I got my money back after 48 days, I think it was. Wow. Yeah. But it turned out that Jeez. it was because I had this new computer that I thought come with this software. And um, uh, I was logged into all of these things only on that one computer. And that that's what I ended up putting it down to. I'd had the browsers open I'd or, you know, I hadn't actually logged out. So I could just click the button to go straight back in. Yeah. Um, and I got hacked. Wow. I can't get hacked again Damn. now because I know better. Um, That's but yeah, though. all of them things were just from that one one computer, me logging into things. Um, it's scary. So, quick side note with uh, Fresh's, or not Fresh, Woke is talking about how these companies don't necessarily put all this out there and they're not necessarily having our best interest in mind. Uh, Google, for a long, long time, they're... Uh, corporate code of conduct included the words "Don't be evil." Don't be. And last year, oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year they changed really? it. Really. Yeah. And now it's uh, "Do the right thing," which <laughs> they should have left both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, don't be evil. Do the right thing. I mean, it has a better. So just, just a, I don't know, a quick funny thing that. It's interesting. Just to I make feel it like a I. Every time I'm on a Google account, I can't possibly be always doing the right thing. Like usually some of my actions are like morally neutral, I guess you'd say. So that's a weird one to put in there. <laughs> oh, it, no, it's it's no, Google no, no, for no. like Google as a company. Oh, yeah, so right. They're, okay. They're, I thought it was like my terms. I was like, man, they're, no, they're no, going to no. ban me, man. <laughs> What's the word for it? Not manifesto. They're like company. Um, 
ethos. Yeah, ethos. right. Okay. Yeah. It's like be yeah. too good. Well, like that's a mission statement or whatever. That's better, I think. That's a that's like a positive approach I mean, rather than a yeah, like an anti-negative yeah, incredibly approach. Incredibly vague. It's still very yeah. It's still, it's still a bit dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, You've the last topic I wanted to bring mission. up was uh, maybe something. Hopefully, we can have some discourse about it. I think maybe there's different sides to it, but um, media is a tool to influence culture, and in particular, of representing different people in culture. So in, when I was like doing a little bit of research for this topic, a lot of, um, I got really frustrated with a lot of um, things that I was seeing where, um, so in particular, there was like the, when games come out or something and um, the, the specific example was this Battlefield game that came out and there was like um, a girl in it and then everyone was just like, can't have a girl in a World War II game. It's not realistic. And um, it just seemed really interesting to me that um, people oh. needed uh that then that there needed to be a reason for this girl to be in the game, whereas um, there's not so much for for guys, and there's plenty more examples that we can go through as well. But has anyone else uh, ever thought about ever thought about this? Um, well, I know that um, obviously Fly and his like um his little sorry dedicating an entire year to bitch about Murdoch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It definitely came into contact with this as like people using like our games and our media and stuff to influence the, the conversation. Mm. And um, I think that it's definitely something that it like, I think 90% of the stuff that we're talking about, it's all about awareness, you know, yeah. like if you're aware of the fact that this company can do this, then you're less likely to get um, influenced by it. If you're aware of the fact that a company can, um, target advertising towards the things that they hear on your phone or whatever, then you're less likely to be, maybe you'll see it and be like, ah, they're targeting ads at me. Good try. Mm. Fuck off. You know? Um, but like, it's all about awareness. So if we can raise as much awareness as possible about the fact that these people have control over 90% of the stuff yeah. that we see on TV, like the mm. Murdoch, like, I don't know what you call it. Murdoch industries or something. I don't know. The Murdoch, Murdoch empire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then then you're less likely to watch one thing on news and go, oh my God, labor bad, liberal good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're more likely to go, oh, that seems kind of fucked up. Maybe yeah. I'm going to Google it. Or maybe I'm going to look up like 20 different sources, 20 different takes on this, you know? Which yeah. is 100% what you need to do these days is, is just, you see look something bad online, more. look yeah. go as in-depth as you possibly can. Yeah. Also... Mm. Also, make sure that when you're doing that, you're actually finding different stories because a lot of different websites will they'll share articles essentially just because the more content they have, the more likely people are to come to their website. So just because you see the same information in different places doesn't necessarily mean that it's from different sources. So make sure, make sure that you check where that's coming from too. Mm. Mm, yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. because it is it is definitely possible that you you get you go oh i'm gonna look more in depth to this and you go on onto youtube 20 different conservative youtube videos about it you know like and, yeah. you, and you watch all 20 of them and you're like mm, yes conservative <laughs> you 100 percent. you know like you've got yeah. to, you've got to have a mix you know i think it's like also, kelsey just said look at the credibility of you know of the sites how... yeah, yeah exactly yes yeah. yeah yeah um yeah, but like, and and I guess um, I was also thinking that there can be positive um, ways that we've we've totally seen increase of minorities in like being represented in different 
fields and um that's that's increased like the the way that we view society and how how things have gone from there yeah um, I, don't, I like once again everything has like two sides to the coin you know like as much as we're and i i wanted to touch on the that's the, the the topics that everybody wants to talk about and people want to talk about are the negatives but there are very good sides to these things as well you know like the fact that they can influence people's opinions doesn't mean necessarily that they're always influencing it in a bad way you know i'm definitely sure that's a lot of the times it's a bad influence but there's times when they're putting for example i mean let's go movies you know and, and casting like the first woman or whatever or casting the first black person in a in a lead role or, or whatever you know whatever mm. it was those those kind of steps and those kind of things are good for creating diversity and and getting different messages out there and stuff like yeah. that doesn't always mean that there's that they're influencing in a positive way and it and it's scary to me that they have such influence that anyone has such influence on the world it's pushing the limits mm. to see to see to see how people react with it or how far they can with it mm. <laughs> cat's turning into a Seems... Eskimo. <laughs> My cat. <laughs> um, She's prepared. She's prepared. She's going to bed. Uh, just real quick. What time is it for you, cat? Like 4 a.m.? My hoodie is my blanket. 2 a.m. Um, when it comes to looking up and verifying information, of the way you search for things also in the results you get. Hmm. So if you're like... If you go online and you look up, I'm sorry if this is like a hot topic for anybody. If you look up vaccines cause autism, then you're probably going to find some things that vaccines cause autism. That the, mm. There's a mm. lot of evidence that says that's not true. But <laughs> if you're looking for the evidence that says it is true, you'll find it. You're going to find that it. Doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily legitimate. So yeah. my, my advice for that is be as generic as you can yeah in yeah. your searches so just look up vaccines and or like maybe uh risk benefit vaccines or something like that and you're more likely to end up on like a legitimate informational website rather than a website that is pushing for a cause mm. yeah. whether it's one way or the other but just try and be as neutral as you can in your it's, searches and get the best information it's also, I think, interesting how people because it's. I think it's really important to just look at where, because um, there are people who study whether vaccines cause autism, and there's like like some really smart scientists who do stuff like that for a living. And I see similar with like with climate change as well, and um, well, plenty of things, but um, and like economical issues. But and usually, I I try and have a look at where all of the the experts would say things lie, and then go from there because. You can find opinion pieces that that actually are really really convincing. You can look at opinion pieces about the the world being flat, and like they're incredibly convincing. Um, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't even matter if you've like got a like confirmation if you've seen that like anywhere else. There, there's these like really really good articles out there. But if mm. if we look at all of like what what most of the scientific community would say about these Fresh, things, do you believe the world is flat? Is that what you're trying? <laughs> to I'm just saying. I I, I reckon I could. I actually think I could win a pro world being flat argument just based on these like Ooh. things. Like it's it's ridiculous. But um, so so you have to look at where the leading experts um what what they say. Go to the edge and take a picture. Bring it back. <laughs> like I have a lot of opinions about things things that I've heard or information that I've read. Mm. Um, 
but I don't know the facts. Like I'm not a scientist. I'm, I've never been to space. Um, Mm. I'm going off what other people are saying, but if you bring me facts or you, you've experienced that yourself and you give me your opinion, I'm going to take that on board. And I, my opinion may change or it may alter what I originally thought. Like I'm always open to learning and, and hearing more things about things I have no idea about, but I, I'm still entitled to have that, that, you know, that's my opinion from what I've seen or what I've heard, you know, or, or read online and stuff like that. But I like to find out more information about things. Um, I don't know if the world's flat or around, but I'm, I'm sure you could win with your, you know, you, you <laughs> think you've got some information right about the, <laughs> being flat. Like, <laughs> like yeah. There's just, there's just so, so even, even like, um, the dude who, who came out about the, the, um, vaccines creating autism was like a pretty well renowned scientist and he, um, and then he got super discredited right away, right away. But so, but people like look at him and they're like, oh wow, he was a scientist, you know, and he came out with this thing. But then you have to look at like the, the, the consensus of what the rest of the government, the rest of the the scientific community says, even the, um, there was like this race realist, um, dude who did the IQ studies and came out with um i'm pretty sure it was a u.s thing anyway but um he was also quite he had like maybe he even had a nobel prize i don't know or like he just was the the dude who discovered dna i think was the one who published this article and um but he stepped into like a completely different area of science and published an article and then people like oh man you don't know what you're talking about here but so many people like oh wow he's a scientist who's got this huge credentials we've been listening to everything i I remember you talking about and there's, they showed that um, IQ tests are biased based on race. It's kind of the same thing as we were talking about with facial recognition stuff earlier, which is created mm. by white people, so it works better for people. Mm. It's the same kind of thing with the IQ test. It was created by certain people, so it works better for certain others. And that information was being used to show that there was a disparity in intelligence between different races. Mm. But yeah. it was discredited, obviously, because... Yeah. <laughs> like trying to wow. uh, pardon my French. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's no, true. There you go. But it was a really legitimate, like, big scientist who got. He I, did it. I think you're right. Yeah. I think he did get the notes for uh, sequencing DNA. I think it was sequencing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, just because you're an expert in one thing does not mean everything. Mm-hmm. Expert in everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, eugenics. There you go. Four cases. And it was this proof. And so his field wasn't yeah. obviously eugenics. So he stepped into a different field. And you can't just like, it's hard to, but it's very hard because you're like, wow, this massive scientist has published this article. Um, yeah. 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 It's very hard. And, and I think that, I think that we're never going to like, as much as we can do our best to educate ourselves, we're never going to like escape that like completely. The, the fact that there's always going to be people that, that there's always going to, we're always going to have people in the world that read things that influence them in a certain way. And I think that we've just got to do our best. You know, mm. we've just got to hope mm. that the majority of us do our best and also try to talk to people about doing their best and what that actually entails, you know, yeah. that it entails actually going a bit outside of your comfort zone in terms of time spent on a topic and just being like reading one article on one topic does not make you an expert, you know, mm. like you need to, yeah. in fact, reading 20, 20 articles on the same topic <laughs> does not make you an expert, you know, like True. in fact, studying and becoming like a physicist and then doing a study on something that's outside of your field of expertise does not make you an expert, you know, yeah. like, yeah. so you've got to take everything with a grain of salt and just 
Be exactly. as careful as you can and what, my, read as much as you can. You can be an expert in your field, I guess. Just don't step into other ones. Well, you yeah. can do that, but no. But even study then, it first. I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying that there's almost nothing. So like, you cut out. You're, you're saying a, there's nothing. What? There's almost nothing that can make you an expert, even if it's your field. We are so limited in our technology and understanding of some things. Like, for example, let's take um, like food. Let's take like um, Nazis in Germany. Um, every time. Every time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sorry. That was funny. But he totally I, I wasn't it, I kidding. It, I know it was. I know it was. Like it was the Nazis. Sorry. <laughs> but sorry. <laughs> let's take um. Let's take food um food science all right and the studies that are doing on food science there's so much um change in like how people live their lives that you can never guarantee that your studies are being accurate for example like so so if you're saying um we want to research the influence that um cigarettes not this is not necessarily food but cigarettes have on like cancer growth okay <laughs> you can't you can't necessarily say of eating that cigarettes. They, they develop cancer because of those cigarettes. Maybe there's like a huge percentage of people that have those cigarettes and you do the best that you can to, to relate the percentages to cigarettes. But actually, maybe, maybe 90% of those people that you did a study on were actually also eating toast. And the carbon in the toast um, was... Cigarettes and toast? What a breakfast. Yes, exactly. That, that, that's what I'm saying. So Cigarettes like, on toast? I'm giving, I'm giving extreme examples here because I want people to... This is true. Toast is fairly extreme. You know? I am an extreme guy, Kat. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying, you but know? do you think a gen like if there's a general consensus within the scientific community that this is this is that cigarettes are bad I'm, for I'm your health? If there's a general consensus, it's the best that we can do right yeah. now. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we shouldn't be following it. Oh, but yeah, it true. means that you still take it with a grain of salt. And when something comes along that says, Hey, actually, maybe not, let's take a second look at it, you don't go, Well, the general scientific community says yeah, that's the true. The general consensus right now is no. Yeah. Therefore, you're discredited. You know, that's and true. I've seen, I've heard about that happening, where where the general scientific community agrees with one thing, and so when someone comes up and says, "Hey, I've got, I've, I've thought of this new thing, and I've got this new research here," they go, "No way. Like, yeah, no way. But, you're wrong." Yeah. One of the one of the yep. really cool things about the internet, though, and we've talked about how that kind of information can be spread faster. So it can either be spread and found to be discredited or disproven or whatever and then that information can be spread or somebody can go against the grain find something new have a different idea and then put it out there into the scientific and put mm -hmm. it out there into the public community and people can pick it apart and see is this is this right or is it not mm -hmm. um other presumably other people who are in that field can look at it and say is there anything to this and that mm -hmm. can happen much 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 faster now than ever could before so yeah. that's yeah. that's a good thing about technology. Yeah, no, true. yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Does anybody have anything else? Any other topics that they want to address before we? Uh, I think we should hit some questions up. up in the Discord. Yeah, let's uh, let's yeah. move to the Discord. Let's see yeah. if anyone's hit us up with some. Questions. All right, we got four. We got four questions in there. Four Fly? questions. Fly, Fly, we want to hear your voice. Cat wants to hear your voice. Hello? Oh, Craig Gesson. Craig Gesson. Creepy. We want it. We want it. Hi. Yeah, let, let's re-clarify that. Cat wants to. Cat wants to. Hi. Please, please speak to me, Fly. That was what she was saying. 
Oh my gosh. Um, all right. All right. Let, let's hit up um, <laughs> So first of all, uh, Peanut asked, um, what's the biggest fear in our current social setting? Okay. Settings? Current social setting? Mm, I guess um, it means in terms of technology. In terms of technology? I mean... The old data, <laughs> metadata retention's a bit of a bit of a fear. Um, I think that I, I, and misinformation. Mm. Yeah, I think my biggest fear is 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 um being lied to or like being manipulated by somebody um that I wasn't aware of, like that I do my best I do my best to avoid it but like you know maybe someone manipulates the facts and manipulates the science and pre- presents it to me in a way that um means something that isn't actually true that that's probably my biggest fear yeah true mine at the moment is like um like privacy issue uh like privacy oh yeah oh yeah it would be (laughs) makes sense (laughs) Uh, thinking somebody's like my friend when really like i've got no idea who they are so Mm. yeah people people hiding behind a persona i think scary thing for me at the moment nice to meet you i'm woke Mm. yeah that's good word (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right next question uh so Sladeo asked what are your thoughts on reliance on media and the technology handicapping people's IRL social skills handicapping so um people being on so i so i think um because we have so much i definitely think because we have so much media around um particularly for young people they don't have a lot of interactions IRL that we would have had back in the day so like rocking up to somebody's house and you just text them you're out the front rather than having to like go in and or even home phones like you don't have to call up someone's parents and have that awkward like oh hey mr and mrs woke like that's yeah. not a it thing it reminds me of something it reminds <laughs> me when i went um to visit my friends in germany and obviously my you know my phone doesn't work in germany because it was a new zealand sim card and everything so I had to literally use a home phone to oh, call, gosh. you know, my mate. Are you okay? <laughs> and it was awful. I felt so weird. I'm like, hi, this is Kat. This, you know, you know, ah. my mate home, you know, asking his mum. Like, yeah, that, that is Imagine. the weirdest thing. And like, it used to be such a normality. Like, yeah. 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 We well, had to do that I, all the time. I had to do yeah. that when I was growing yeah. up. Be like... Yeah. Hey, I'm here. I want to talk to my girlfriend. Yeah, Is yeah. She there, and oh, like I want to talk to this person, and their yeah. mum's like, "What? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> How does she know well, you? Where did you meet?" Yeah. <laughs> and even after you got a cell phone, like maybe you were the first in your friend group to do it, so you still had to call yeah. the landline to talk yeah. to them. Yeah. Totally. No, it's just not a thing. Yep. No. Everybody's like, got a personal line. Kids tend to hang oh out God. online heaps you, people, after school and that as well. Yeah. People used to be able to talk on the same way. Like I could pick up the phone while somebody else was on the phone, and I could listen to. It. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. good. Yeah. Um. So so quite often places of business still have landlines. So mm. um. So like the place that I work has a landline. So when you call the the restaurant, you're calling the landline. And um and we've got three or four phones. You pick up the phone, and you you listen to the conversation. It's a landline. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Businesses are a little bit behind in that in that regard that they don't have mobiles. You know, it's not a mobile you're calling. You're calling the landline. It's weird. <laughs> mm. um, Wait, how does a business have a mobile? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah well i don't know I, mean, don't, I think it's more a thing that they don't need. you yeah. know like because they're, more of they're a thing that and it, they don't need a mobile they can uh, have a yeah. landline because they don't yeah. move a business is in one place and mm. yeah they, you know like so <laughs> Um, however, um, just on the, the question, um, also there's like, um, the fact of like, do, do you guys ever do that thing where you go out with your friends and, um, uh, me and my no. friends are pretty good with it, but you put your phones <laughs> straight up the middle of the table and, and everybody puts their phones in the middle of the table and the first person to put their, touch their phone yeah unless it's agreed upon that we're all picking up our phones is um like it has to buy a round of drinks or something like that yeah have you guys yeah. ever done that i've yeah. never well, done I that that sounds good yeah. yeah so so the idea behind it is if you've got your phone in your pocket when your phone goes off you pull it out and you see who you got a message from but you're there enjoying the social interaction in real life with your friends therefore put your phones to the side and enjoy the social connection for yeah. what it is and enjoy your time and uh i think that's definitely a negative um a negative thing that we've got out of technology is that we 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 tend to get distracted from what's going on in front of us right now mm. because of um our phone even like when we when i have like work meetings you rock up mm. and the time when you would usually be like i don't know like chatting and maybe even having like new ideas about the workplace or whatever everyone's just like yeah and like and i'm doing it too so i can't really talk but but totally i see that as everyone's just super dependent it's the same thing in in our meetings in now in in or little while ago in our current like uh management meetings or whatever like that it was like room you put to the side because we're there to be with each other we're there to absorb the information to take notes to interact to offer opinions and if you've got your phone on you or you're checking your phone or you're worried about your phone or whatever so phone's at the door yeah i was just thinking a couple of days ago actually about how like it used to be a social etiquette thing it was rude to look at your watch mm. um because mm. what you're doing when you're doing that is insinuating that I've got somewhere else to be that's yeah, more important than what's going on right now. Yeah. And it's weird because that, that kind of <laughs> fell out of practice and like people stopped carrying watches as much. And now mm. it's kind of yeah. back. Because well, we've got like these the Apple watches. Of looking at your phone. Yeah. 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 When yeah. So it just, I thought it was interesting that it's, it's kind of come full circle. Like looking at your watch is rude. Do you think it's more <laughs> rude to look at your watch or your phone while someone's talking to you? I think watch, but only because watch. of the connotation yeah associate it with it so when yeah, you, yeah, see, you look at that watch you go they're wondering about the time yeah and they're wondering about the time that it's taking whereas if you well, she time, hurry like, up i've got yeah. I mean, these days you're kind of like maybe it just vibrated and they just had a quick peek at it you yeah, know, you're not yeah. necessarily looking at the clock on the phone so there's true. less of a connotation between it being a negative where yeah well i didn't realize how much i looked at my phone until i like deleted all of my social and yeah. have been like not off the grid but like gone for mm. like the last month my phone's not in my hand. I can leave my phone at home. But, you know, I'm, there was one day where I had to make, I had to change my car tire and I'm like, shit, I don't have a wheel brace. <laughs> so I walked it to the nearest, um, it's like a little corner shop. And I was like, can I borrow your phone? And then I was like, I don't even know their phone number because I don't have my phone. So it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and then I'm like, do you have a wheel brace? And then they charged me 20 bucks to freaking borrow it. But... Oh. Yeah, like because I didn't have my phone with me, it's I don't know. My phone's not constantly connected in my hand now, mm. so I'm not getting back to anybody anytime soon. Like whereas before, I was I was on the ball. The phone was probably already in my hand in my face. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I I did you did you find when you first started or when you tried to like remove yourself a little bit that you 
were checking your phone even though there weren't notifications? Not this time because I was like, I, I didn't want to pick it up and have something okay. nasty sitting there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but I had yeah. done it previously and I was like, I didn't last very long because I was Mm-hmm. Even though the notifications were shitty, they were like somebody just posted something on Biswap Cell. It's mm-hmm. it's not even relevant to me, and I'm like, oh, yeah. and I'd still look. I, I didn't need that information. Didn't need to care about it. But the fact that it was there and it was like I had the little red thing, the little red notification, mm-hmm. made me feel like, oh, hang on, I have to have a look. I have that. to click have on to it. Yeah, yeah. Push yeah. That button. I um. In case it's something for me. I I recently stepped down from uh, management position and. It- I had, I was going from getting like having to read and respond to like 25, 50 emails a day to almost zero, like pretty much <laughs> overnight. And, yeah. um, and so, so what I, and I, what I found was I was so used to, to going like, oh my God, I need to, like, I be need to, this is important. With- this is, I've got to be on the ball. This is my job. Yeah. And picking it up that I would, I was still picking it up and turning it over and being like, oh, there's like, a couple of notifications and like that's yeah. it sweet yeah cool put it down you know but i was checking it so frequently that quite often i would check when it and be i like, started oh, my there. business i was like that i was like you know waiting for it to come through like oh i'm responding straight away mm. but then i had to realize like no don't respond straight away let them know that you'll get back to them within the next 24 hours so now i wait until i don't know maybe like an hour or so before bed and i'll check my emails and stuff and if i have time to respond then i'll respond otherwise they can wait until the next day i'm not constantly on the ball because otherwise i'm forever checking it Mm, so i I limit it or like put a little time slot in and go radio like that's my time slot this and just leave it at that it's good setting time frames yeah for sure uh next question Yeah, next question. Um, Peanut another one. Is technology prohibiting us from progressing more in the right direction and should we go more rural? I feel like that's pretty, like, like close. Like, what's the negative? I feel like that was our first question. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, we, I feel like we've touched on that the whole time. Is that, yeah. And I think... Yeah. Uh, I, think, we, I think we covered that. That's good. We agree that, like, yeah. it's a positive. There's and negatives, positive. but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Rexy asks, will humans ever be allowed to be cyber cyborgs like every part? <laughs> I think so. yes. 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 I mean, we're already yeah. on our way there. Yeah, we're on yeah, our way. Yeah. Isn't Elon Elon Musk like a, a cyborg? He's, he's, no, <laughs> no, he's a wizard. <laughs> he's a wizard. <laughs> yes. Isn't no, he, not a wizard. In the lizard. process. Oh, a lizard. Isn't that Zuckerberg? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg? Isn't he a lizard? Are. They're yeah, all lizards. Like, have you not seen like photoshopped as a lizard no i haven't actually like he doesn't doesn't come from monkey he comes from lizards dude yeah well well anyway besides their um besides their animal kingdom lineage um i he he's at the moment he's working on something where it like connects to your 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 like neurons in your brain you're a link yeah 4k keeps saying it Oh, 4K's what? Uh, Neuralink. Elon's building it. Now it's called Neuralink. There you go. Uh, like, that's that's the next step. And we're only going to mm. keep on progressing. And, like, you know, there's all, obviously already, like, um, cybernetic limbs and stuff like that that people can get. Yeah, that like prosthetics and stuff. Prosthetics and stuff like that, yeah. that. That they're working on getting it influenced by your brain signals and stuff like that. So The one I know, find crazy there. is when, like, the people can't speak, but the computer speaks for them. Mm. Like, that's yeah. basically part of it as well like Stephen mash Hawking. it all together from all bits and pieces and you've got a cyborg yeah it's crazy and like we're, we're on our way 
you know? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I think sure. one day for sure, 100%, we're going to have somebody that is a cyborg, like 100% a cyborg. Rexy, but just in case you're curious, curious, Rexy, it's happening. Is six, million, <laughs> is $6 million enough for that anymore? It was in the 80s. No. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, this joke just fell. Six million dollars. <laughs> Six million dollars. <laughs> that, that is too, that is too old for us. Too yeah, old. Sorry. Jeez, the 80s, mate. I was born in the 90s. <laughs> so was I. Yeah, so I mean, was I. I don't know. If I, yeah. I bet it seems more wise and now, more in now touch. Now that it's fallen flat, do you explain the joke? <laughs> it's have you have you seen the six million dollar man? I like I get it now that no I have not seen the oh, okay. movie. Oh oh okay still okay. So the six million dollar <laughs> man was like he got accident and then uh he was gonna die but the government like built him like <laughs> we have the technology we can rebuild him better stronger faster and they did and he was he was a cyborg six million and that's nah, like it was a TV show I think TV show or movie I wanted to was it movie oh, I thought it was a movie. I don't know. Either way. Very cheeky. Oh, oh anyway. my God. <laughs> he got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I think so we should. Uh... Better after you explain them. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Once you explain it. Uh, is there any more questions? <laughs> no, that's it. I think we no, should be a review. Okay. All right. Yeah. Straight into. Wait, uh, what are we going to do, Wake? We're going to be a review. That was not bad. Not bad. I, I've, I've noticed that Fly is actually just straight up giving Always, up. yeah, I know. I hate we wake you back up. Yeah. He, just, he honestly doesn't even bother anymore. Nah, he doesn't even care. <laughs> I think he's his internet. He's like he's like five seconds behind everyone. Yeah. I I started I'm so curious I'm to hear about cats. So if you guys look yeah. at the document, if you guys um look at the document, we've got um your your appearance out of two, taste out of ten, and drinkability out of eight. So mm-hmm. um appearance, I love the fact oh sorry, click that on my my mic just there. Um, appearance. I love the fact that there's like little, like a little graphic. I'm a bit of an adventurer myself. And when I see that, I go, Oh man, I would love to climb a mountain, even though I probably never will. Um, and, and every single bottle in the shop, like this caught these, the, the wayward wayward brewing company, it caught my eye when I walked in, when I walked in the bottle, I was like, Oh, what's that? I'm so interested because every single one of their range had like a different adventure. Like there was like a sailing one. There was um, like a camping one. There was a climbing mountains one. There was all these different um, graphics that just really caught my eye. So I'm going to give it uh, definitely a one for that. Um, in terms of appearance, I poured a little bit into my glass, which I drank, so I can't actually show you it on stream. But it looked exactly like an IPA should. It was like like not cloudy, but it was like a little bit cloudy. It was pale. It was golden. So IPA, I'm going to give it a two out of two for appearance. In terms of taste... Look, it was good. I, I'm kind of getting to the point with IPAs where I've like drunk so many of them that mm. like it really takes something special for an yeah. IPA to really stand yeah, out to I me agree. in terms of taste. So I feel like the more that I drink, the lower that my rating gets because yeah. like the first one I drank, I was like, wow, this <laughs> IPA is incredible. Um, but now I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's a standard IPA. You mm. know, um, it's nothing special. It was just kind of like, it was tasty, but like it wasn't amazing. You know, mm. so I'm going to give it, uh, for taste, I'm going to give it like a 7 out of 10. 6 out of 10, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was good. It definitely didn't taste bad. I'd be surprised if it did. Uh, drinkability, I'm going to give it um, probably a 4. No, a 5 out of 10. Uh, 5 out of 8? No, a 4 out of 8. Um, just because I, like, as much as it was really good, 
and I could drink it again. I wouldn't necessarily drink it again because I've <laughs> tasted so many things that are so much better than it that it's yeah. so far down my list of cartons of beers that I would buy. Fair enough. That I probably wouldn't drink a lot of it. 12 out of 20. Uh, not, not bad, but not good. Yeah, not great, but I definitely, definitely expect to see my scores going low mm. because I've drunk so <laughs> many IPAs. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's my review of uh, the Wayward Brewing Company IPA. All right, Fly, you're next. Show us that okay. beautiful voice. So Wait, what about me? No, yeah, I mean, you're coming. Yeah, what do you care? <laughs> I've got... Uh, I, I've got di... Diode... I don't know. Dihydrogen monoxide. Dihydrogen monoxide. monoxide. Do a yogurt with you. Dihydrogen molecule. Um, well, it hasn't, it hasn't, like made me wake like wake up so that's a good thing that's a good thing um i'm not vomiting that's also a good thing i'm not too blue or green that's great that's thank great. god so how's um, the appearance so looking at appearance it's i mean in a blue bottle so i mean it's clear it's very clear no flaky bits or anything in it nothing nothing suspicious in there to give that a two or two definitely taste taste uh, I mean, yikes! That's a zero for me. Um, <laughs> they, they, say, they say that's a good thing. I feel like with water, it's reversed. If it's a zero out of ten, it's good because it depends when they drink water. it, right? And that's cold, cold, cold cup of water in the morning. Ten out of ten, but right now it's like you know. That's a zero for me. All right, zero. Drinkability, definitely at eight out of eight. Would drink at 24-7 all the time. Definitely right. advice by scientists. So. I feel like 10 out of 20 is the perfect score for water. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. All right, slide. What do you got for us, boy? Oh, okay, so I was super excited for this beginning, but I've honestly never been so disappointed in my life by anything. Ooh, um the Panji oh. IPA, yeah. This Ooh. was honestly shit. It, um, I'm sad to hear that. I know. I'm you sad so to hear it. As well. You were so excited. You were so excited. I was anyone. so excited because, like, they have a they have a normal IPA, which is like one of the best beers I've ever had, and then this one costs twice as much. So I was like, it's gonna be good, and Bring it was him. awful. Um, yeah. I'd say appearance. I'm gonna give it a zero because it's like a fifteen dollar can, and it looks like this. And it's like a green beer, which is not right in the slightest. So zero. I'm going to give it a taste. I'm going to give it a two because it tasted like nothing. It was like water a bit like off. And it was a little bit of carbonation alcohol there. Awful. And then drinkability like four. It was just Damn. so bad. I'm so disappointed. I was so cut. Ugh. Did you get I, any of those uh, numbers, Mike? I missed them. No, no I completely I missed those numbers. Do you want to run a Well, I can do it. Sorry. So, uh, appearance, zero. Yep. <laughs> Fat, zero. Um, taste, two. And then wow. uh, drinkability. Beautiful. Six out of 20. Ooh, I think that's, that's actually the lowest. That's our lowest review. What is that? Lowest that review. That I had was pretty down there, but I think that's even worse than that. Yeah, yeah. that definitely. Six is yeah, by was. far right. our lowest. Okay, you heard it here first, guys. Don't Modus Pangea. Pangea. They wanna, um, Awful. Us. Yeah. Let's have the IPA. 
Yeah. Yep. You can sponsor us um, and we'll kick fly off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. You can have yeah. Modus. Hashtag Modus sell out. Right above me. <laughs> Wait, is, is Licky going to do the lemonade? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lemonade. Um, okay, so for, for appearance, I really like this can, but I don't <laughs> like that it has limes on it when it's lemonade. Yeah, what the hell? How, how do you know they're limes? They're green. That's whack. Well, they're green. Oh, yeah, my no, gosh. that's weird. Maybe they're just not ripe yet. It's very regal looking. I don't know. But I do like that it says this ain't just any lemonade. This is Kirk's, as classic as your favorite pair of thongs. And it has a thong. Oh, oh that's pretty good. That's quite Straight good. That's good meme. Good um, meme. It's very clear and very bubbly. So I think it's a two out of two for appearance. Yeah, good call. Good call. Nice. Um, taste. Oh, it God, wasn't God. too sweet and it wasn't too bubbly, and I didn't. Didn't you just burp. say it was very bubbly? Not yeah, too not bubbly too though. Appearance. Very bubbly, yeah, but not, not too bubbly. Bubbly. bubbly not over the top. Bubble, there's bubbly bubbles taste. in there. <laughs> there's... All right, jeez. It's not Let her finish her review. You know when you, you, know when you <laughs> drink a drink and it's like so bubbly. I don't like your review of the lemonade. Um, so for taste, I would give it like a nine. Okay. Nice. Um, drinkability. Well, I didn't burp and I could swallow it really easy. So I'm going to give it. <laughs> Very important. Very I'm going to give it like an eight. I'll give it an eight. Oh gosh. No, someone. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. So, uh, we've got what? A 19 <laughs> out of 20 for this Kirk's Lemonade. Guys, get on it. Get, <laughs> get on, on this. Get on this. Get on this Kirk's Lemonade. I'm buying a 10 pack. Sponsor Fresh and Woke. Right Sponsor us, Kirks. On. Come on in, Kirks. And Yvette, uh, Yvette, you, you drank some coffee? I did. It came from a bag. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was what brown. It was good. It was brown? Uh, 20 out of 20. I think, yeah. I think it's, uh, if I remember right, it's the Meyer brand, which is like uh, Midwest United States version of Walmart, basically. Like, it's just a big grocery store. Um, ah. And I think it... I think I got. I don't remember. I think that was the hazelnut one. It was pretty oh. good. If you can find it, uh, it's definitely worth the like four dollars for the half pound bag I got on sale or whatever. It was. So uh, yeah, coffee. 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 Yeah. Worth. Uh, good I, value out of twenty. Say, appearance, I'd say uh, two out of two. It's it's a very nice, pleasant brown. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then. For taste, well, I did. I did have to add milk to it, so I would probably give it like a. What, that's out of ten taste. Yep. Right. Mm. Uh, let's let's say like a seven. Oh, okay. And then as far as drinkability, it's gone. So uh, we'll go ahead and slap an eight on that. Whoa, eight, whoa, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Not quite as good as Kirk's, but it's it's up. Yeah. No. It's up there. I love it. I love um, it. And fresh, yeah, mate. You got some feral um, juice. Oh IPM. yeah. Okay, so Biggie Juice, um, I actually don't really like the can. It's got like a bit of a creepy hog on there. It's a little bit yeah. too creepy for me. Probably, I'll probably have nightmares tonight. So um, <laughs> I don't love the can, but I really, really like the actual, um, like I've only ever drank it off tap before. I think, I don't think I've got a can. So I really like the presentation. It's, it's very, it's quite cloudy, which I like, but also mm. nice and golden. Um, so I'll give it a one out of two because the can, can sucks, but the... The actual beer looks Pineapple good. Juice yep. Exactly. Um, taste, I go 10 out of 10 because this is, this is, like I said before, top three. It's quite a heavy, well, I guess I should get to that drinkability, but I really like the, the citrusy kind of um, 
heavy IPA. So I really, really enjoy this IPA. One of my yes. faves, definitely. Um, but I'll go, I think I'll go with a, a seven out of eight for drinkability because it is a bit heavy. I could drink them all night, but some people with, you know, lesser stomachs probably couldn't. So what's that? 18? Weren't you hyping that beer up before the streams? Like, at the oh, start well, I mean, of the I'm realistic, though, you know. 18 out of 20. I'm no, you know, big big Kirk's fan over here, big water fan, you know. You were like, get ready for a bomb beer review. Oh, I mean, that, 18 out of rating. 20 is, I think that's the highest rating I've given, probably. Yeah, that, I mean, for an actual that's... beer, probably. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a critic, you know. I'm a professional. you gotta, yeah. um, you got to listen to me. <laughs> You want to know how you become a professional in the field? It's you drink a lot of beer. <laughs> Experience. Experience. <laughs> Experience. Exactly. Well, anyway, awesome. um, thanks so much for coming, guys. It's been lovely thanks as for always. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Repeat yeah. offenders. Awesome. I think we should go one by one. Just give a shout out to your channel slash any media that you have. Starting with Fly, because I know he's got a lot of social media. Go Fly. Oh yeah, so much social media. Um, I have nothing. <laughs> Minecraft. I have nothing. What's oh, your Minecraft user? Minecraft. Minecraft. The port dog, or something uh, yeah. like that, and then yeah. come play in the Minecraft server. Good call. Mm. If you go do that, you could probably make him stream for longer as well, because he's doing Ooh. a chat. Is well. he still going? Yeah, yeah, he's still going. Wow. Wow. Donates or something. Yeah, he has everyone, to go for longer. everyone. Yeah. Subscribe to Jordan so he's to keep yeah. going. That's so good. Yep. Get on it. And play yeah. Minecraft. He'll love you all and hate Kill you. Kill him with subs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, um what's your Minecraft name? Me. Yeah. Well it was Tokyo Sexwell. Oh it changed, okay. Changed. <laughs> the TOS, what are we doing? Wow. Wait. <laughs> That's an actual man, it's not TOS, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. politics, yeah, politics. I just wanted to hear you say Tokyo Sexwell, it's fine. We can move on. Uh, uh should we go uh, to Licky in the middle there? Yeah, Licky. Did you want to uh, shut yourself out or whatever? How can yeah, we so, get in contact? Um, or for am... if you want us to. <laughs> <laughs> I am back on Twitch as of like now. So my first stream in a while. Uh, I will be back tomorrow night uh, on Twitch. I don't have any other socials up at the moment, but you can definitely pop over to my channel and come and hang out tomorrow night at about eight o'clock. Awesome. What time Sweet. zone is that? Yeah, is that uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time? Yeah. Australian. Australian A yeah. A E S T. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, Cat. Hi. Sorry, I actually thought your cam had frozen then. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was reading something. Sorry, my bad. Really? You were kind of like, um, I was tracking your eyesight and it seemed to be going down to the, the top left of the screen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks for what? tracking my eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's tracking your eyeball. <laughs> that's that's a privacy eight What are you gonna do next? Try and add me on Snapchat to get my location. Yeah, probably. He'll do it. Anyways, um I don't really go on social media at all. I just have like yeah, I don't really do that. I I go on Twitter but I don't give out my Twitter like that. Like only to friends stuff like that so i didn't do that um just twitch really so just my username up there if you want to give me a follow great i'll stream once a month <laughs> good chat good chat uh Yvette's, Yvette's, do you want to shout yourself out at all 
Uh, well, I've got a big concert coming up at the Sydney Opera House. So if anybody <laughs> wants to come check me out playing my clarinet. <laughs> Look at him. No. Yeah, please. Absolutely. Yeah, so aren't you awful, man? Like, aren't you, like, really bad? Hey, hey, now, I've been practicing a lot, and I got this gig, and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I've been working with a couple of friends. Are you going to gonna... dress up in a leotard and stuff? And dance <laughs> yep, absolutely. It, it wouldn't be a performance without that. And we're going to play uh, the final countdown. So, get a discount. <laughs> free tickets. Free tickets for everybody who's oh, free tickets for everybody. Yes. You just got to turn up. Nice. Um, and, but, uh... No, I mean, in all seriousness, if you want to catch me, you just have to watch this podcast every two weeks because this is the only Yeah, that's yeah, true. He's nice. there. He's there. Um, and as always, I've been. Uh, you can catch me at Mr. Woke TV on Twitch, on Twitter, on and on Instagram. Um, if you want some cheeky pics, mm. and uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna probably be streaming straight away after, um, after mm -hmm. like in like ten minutes or so, just playing some Fortnite. And um, yeah, so tune in, come and say hi, mm -hmm. appreciate my gingerness, and uh, yeah, oh, we've also got God. fresh up here. Yeah, I mean, if you, I'm over here for you. <laughs> if we, if you want to, um. If you want to catch the uh, podcast offline, it's on pretty much every podcast platform, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, everything. Um, it's also on YouTube, Fresh Plays Live YouTube. So you can do that if you would like. But thank you so much, guys, for joining us. It's been lovely. Uh, episode 7 of the Freshly Awakened Podcast. See you all soon. Thanks for having Yay. me. Bye. That's all right. Thanks Bye, for tuning in. Bye, everybody. Ciao. Bye.